What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Vile Files Going Deeper Edition. I'm your host, Nick, joined by the household of Allie in St. Paul, Minneapolis. No, St. Paul, Minnesota. I don't fucking know. Twin Cities. You're not here in the Midwest. <laughs> you keep saying Minneapolis as if it is the state. Like he said so many times, he's like, I well, St. Paul the first... is the capital I can't, of Minneapolis. I can't well, be the first one who fucks this up. But there was a lot of comments about fellow Minnesotans and people explaining the Twin Cities and how there's a river oh, in the middle. There was a lot of, oh, really? a lot of buzz online. Yeah. Oh, and that could find this in the YouTube comments? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if I want a little history, le- if you want a little history lesson on Minnesota and the the Twin Cities, go uh, check out <laughs> <laughs> what episode is that? <laughs> Somewhere, go it look was for Monday's it. Monday's Ask Nick. Uh, Amanda's back from her wedding. Yeah, yeah. you got married? <laughs> Almost. No, oh. I <laughs> nope. I went there to see my cousins get married. It was really beautiful. Yeah. It was a really good wedding. Did it a choreographed dance? Why do you? Yeah, feel- and it wasn't cringe. It was so earnest. It was so fun. Everybody was like freaking out. They did a really good job. It was a perfect combination of like they were trying their hardest and it was like it wasn't like, oh, they're professional dancers flexing on you. But like they had their shit together. I was not worried for them. What was the song? You know, people have asked me that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) And I think it's because I didn't I, I recognized it, but I didn't know the name. Mm. I should know that. And then we have Justin at the controls. Everyone say hi to Justin. Hello, Hello Justin. Everyone in the audience. Sweet boy, Justin. <laughs> Sweet, boy, Justin. Sweet boy, Justin. And for, just so people know, he's wearing a good sweater. A good he's wearing sweater. a good sweater and he deserves credit for it. I go in and out of hating this and I'm afraid to wash it. That I particular it sweater? Because it's, I don't know, it's weird. No, it's funky <laughs> and colorful. Fun. Yeah. I don't know. I'll take it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, I feel like of all your outfits, that's that's right on track. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that's a classic. Nick, uh, okay. I don't know if he's confident. <laughs> <laughs> well, because we it all dressed great, up Justin. for you, like for Halloween, I would be really curious to see like your impression of your employees individually, like what you would wear if oh, you were dressing yeah. up. For you. <laughs> what I would wear, or what I would yes. Wear. Yeah. Next year. And how you would or, behave. Or how, how I would behave. Yes. <laughs> Next year. Uh, and then our lovely uh, pop culture correspondent, Allie Joy. Hey, baby. Hello. How are you? I'm stunning. How are you? So good. All right. Well, lots to get into. We have an amazing episode for you. The iconic duo of Allie and AJ are with us. What a lovely pair. Amazing. That is truly iconic. A nostalgic episode. I know Amanda was over the I was the losing moon. it. I was losing it. <laughs> you behaved yourself quite well. No, I was so excited because I just it, like had that level of not only are they these like figures but in my personal life, I sang a lot of like, whoa, in my basement with the Disney sing it. <laughs> and so I was like, I just, you know, that thing where you're like, if I could tell childhood me about this, she would freak out. Then yeah. I, it makes me very sentimental very quickly. So I'm happy was, I can make her dreams. They're so true. cool. Yeah. It's a good episode. It's amazing. It's what a- was the movie on Disney where they set their house on fire? Cowbells. Cowbells. Yes! <laughs> oh! I was like, cowgirl? That Cowbells. <laughs> that was that's so good. That's like their good. iconic. That's an iconic moment for them. We should rewatch that tonight. Really? <laughs> You're not interested? No, I'm so down. What yeah. a polite no. <laughs> yeah, really? Really? <laughs> How about we watch it and are like, what I'm sure will be like a movie marathon during Christmas? Because Nellie and I are not traveling for Christmas. It's Christmas at home with just us and the pups and the baby. Wow. Yeah. The baby because, that will still be in my belly. Yeah. Still in the well, belly. it's like Still we're gonna belly. we're getting close to like that time where you know like we probably could travel you know like our doctor might not say no but it's like is it really worth it you know 
Natalie doesn't want to have the baby on a plane or in, in Wisconsin. Definitely oh, God. <laughs> you having a baby on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? That would be my luck. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, special Forces. Anything oh to God. cover? Whoa. <laughs> Big episode recently. Natalie, what was it like for you to watch the death letters? Horrible. <laughs> Honestly, it was so fucking sad. I mean, like, obviously everyone's was really sad. Nick sent me a photo of the letter while he was still in New Zealand. So he was like coming back, I think the next day, and he sent me photos of all the letters. So, so I was yeah, able everyone to read wrote them. multiple letters. Like obviously, when you watch it, it looks like we all wrote. I mean, they they made it. They showed the letters. So it was clear we wrote a lot, but everyone wrote like read like what seemed like two or three sentences. Right. You know the most sentimental parts. But I wrote a letter to Natalie. I wrote a letter to my parents, and then I wrote a letter to my daughter, unborn oh. child. <laughs> and I like between the the one between Natalie, my one to my parents is very sweet. Like. I owe you everything. You're the greatest. I love you. It wasn't terribly long, but the one to the to to our baby was pretty good too. Yeah, that one. Yeah, was I kind of wanted them to. Yeah, wait. What were some out. of the? Because I was so curious. Like, I I figured they cut a lot of stuff just for like privacy sentimentality or for time. But like, what were some of the other things time. that you said in your letters that you're cool with sharing? Uh, I just kind of talked about you know I I I was earnestly writing it as if like she would get this letter after she was born. So it was a lot of like, you know, I think there was a line like protect your, your character over your ego and things like that. And I was giving her life lessons and little shit like that. It was pretty, I think Natalie has it. I was about to say, oh. let me see if I can just find the messages that he texted me. Uh, oh my God, there's a lot of nudes in here. <laughs> <laughs> Nude, nude, nude. Death letter to unborn daughter. Nude, nude. My titties, my ass, Nick's dick. Oh my god. Oh my god. I think we're getting there. Okay. Did you guys see my coochie and my ass? Say yes if you did. Say yes if you did. Okay, found him. Woo. Oh god. Can I be excused for a second? <laughs> okay. Oh my god, it's hitting hot in here now. Do you want to? That's the one for the baby. Do you want to? I don't want to read it. Okay. I'll be. Can you read it? I, well, if you just. I really wanted Natalie to be like, that's my favorite nude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, everyone, here's a picture of Nick's penis. <laughs> Doc's Nick. <laughs> Literally. Okay. Oh gosh, it's so sad. <laughs> no. You, uh, he addressed it to baby <laughs> which sad dear baby or just baby just baby just baby yeah Aww. um i'm so sorry i'm not there for your first step your first word and every first that comes after oh my god i'm kidding oh my god oh my god honey <laughs> i'm gonna cry oh my god oh, shit okay um a few <laughs> lines down <laughs> There is so much I wish I could teach you, and I know I can't write it all down, but I want to share a few lessons with you. First, always know you are worthy of love. Second, surround yourself with people who make you feel that. You're special. Don't let anyone make you feel like you're not. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a lot of scratches out and like writing above it. And wow. Protect your character, especially in the difficult moments, because doing the right thing is often the more difficult choice in the moment, but it's the one that will protect you in the big run. Big run or long one? We don't know. 
And he ends it with, learn to control your ego or it will control you. Remember that feeling in love doesn't always mean love. Love isn't feeling validated. It's feeling fulfilled. Make sure you find someone who loves you as much as you love them. Take care of your family with all my heart, dad. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. So, you know, he threw in a couple of life lessons in there, stuff that he couldn't teach him because he <laughs> wouldn't be around anymore. Ooh, Anyways. It's so sad. Uh, okay. He signed his, to me, your chicken, Nick. But they cut out your chicken on the episode. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So sad. I I was a uh, couple, I guess, B, uh, B, BTSs. Uh, behind the scenes the band? for anybody. Yeah, behind, behind, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They really are like, Tom's getting an amazing edit. It's kind of crazy. I mean, like, whatever. Everyone, they're not there to make anyone look bad. That's not the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, the right. show is about overcoming adversity. They obviously cast Tom based off the Scandiville drama. Also, did we, I, did I tell anyone this? But, like, they tried hard to get Raquel on. They were trying to cast both Tom and Raquel on Special Forces. What? That You've never wild. dropped that. Yeah, I forgot. Why didn't I ever tell you? How do you that? know this? Tom told me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how far along in the process it went. I don't even know if really it went anywhere. I do know that there was an earnest attempt to get them both on Special Forces, which would have been Insane. awesome. Wild. Yeah. Real, a real bummer from a writing standpoint. But I am really shocked that the show, like, again, there's just so many behind the scenes. And, like, we're, I was talking with the executives uh, yesterday. I mean, it's an only an hour show, so they're so limited in time. So limited time, and even like the cool shit that we had to do, or the the this the beatdowns, like so much is just not shown. So I can understand why they're not showing a ton of like just little shit that you know little moments. But Tom just got yelled at all the time. <laughs> Tom would get worked up, and when he'd get worked up, he would kind of lose focus and he wouldn't listen, you know. And and so when we were doing the helicopter drop, and you you hear Rudy J- Joe just kind of fucking around a little bit. And you hear Rudy yelling at her. That wasn't Rudy yelling at Jojo. That was Rudy, DS Rudy yelling at Tom. Because every time we got in the water, like, because it was frozen cold water, they would have, you know, in, uh, I think it was episode two when we all went in and we had to say these words and we all went in the tent and changed. Well, this time there was that tent there for emergencies, but they were like, you know what? Fuck it. Change out here. You you don't get to go in the warm tent and change. Um, And that's just something they decided. So uh, Tom went first. And they were like, no one's going in there and changing. And so just change out here. And like Tom's looking at Rudy and like hearing him. And then as soon as Rudy got done telling us no one go in the tent and change, Tom runs into the tent. (laughs) (laughs) And we were just like, what are you doing, Tom? And Rudy was just like, you filthy creature, you know, just like (laughs) you disgusting creature, like you filthy animal. He was just really laying into him. So uh, sound bites of that are are from him yelling at Tom. He never- Not Jojo not, doing the shuffle. Not, shuffle hops out. <laughs> yeah, not, not, it's just like, why are you make it seem like they're yelling at sweet Jojo? Like, I know. Because you can clearly tell that like, even though they're like being like tough and hardcore, like I'm like, they, I feel like they love Jojo. Like they just like, they respect her deeply. Oh, they love They appreciate love her jo- hustle yeah. no, and her was, work ethic. Oh, like, she yeah. was awesome. She was absolutely dynamite on it. But I will, I have to watch it twice because, you know, I will say, going back on special forces i've mentioned this already but it really does make me empathize with you know anyone goes on the bachelor or love is blind or these shows because we're still going to cover it the same way you know but it makes me i see both sides because when you watch it like it's 
you know, I watch it because I went through this personal story and it's like my story. So every little thing that it doesn't, that is shown that I don't remember it that way. I'm always like, oh, but it was this way and it was that way. And then I have to watch it again, chill the fuck out and realize that, you know, they have to tell everyone's story. It's not just about me. It's about me and Jojo and Tom and Tyler and Bodie and Aaron and Jack and all those things. So it's just like, you just have to like chill the fuck out. But Nevertheless, I can understand when we talk about these people and we frustrate them by, you know, sharing our critiques that it can rattle their cages because it's their personal experience. And like just going back on the show just reminds me of like the sensitivity behind doing something that's intense, like going on these shows and then have other people. Yeah. Could like, you imagine yeah. if there was another podcast and they covered special forces? I'm and like, sure there fucking is fucking Nick, like. He looked like such like a pansy. Like he couldn't even carry Tom. Like literally, JoJo had to carry Tom all the there way to the end. There is a podcast out there that literally is saying that right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Something that really rattled my cage. Did you see that horrible murder story in Encino? I heard about it because we went to Jack's, had a little birthday party, and he's like, "Oh, by the way, there was a fucking Jeffrey torso, Dahmer, like, like cut fucking up body bodies. in a dumpster in like Jack's neighborhood." Um, somewhere in his neighborhood. Do you have the art? Can you tell us about it? Okay. Well, I saw, so I saw a clip from the news and it was, it seems as though allegedly a man killed his wife and her two parents who were living with them. Oh, my and now God. he's, it was his day in court. I found this guy's Instagram. Oh. oh. And it looks like he hasn't posted since he killed uh, 2014, <laughs> no. but it's like, it looks like a movie poster and they're, they're sword fighting and it's called Demon Hill. And this guy is the son of like some, what it was referred to as like a Hollywood super agent. Like who, it's just crazy. It's, it, this is, this is the parents' fault. Huh? It has to be the parents' fault. How do you, their dad's a super agent and their son grew up to be this sociopath. I don't know anything about this family other than like, it must be somewhere the parents failed the kid. Okay, you well, so? if our daughter one day is just like a little kooky, like, don't uh, it's fucking on me. blame me. No, it's, I, I'll take that. I'll take that bullet. <laughs> if my daughter cuts up her family <laughs> and dumps it <laughs> into a dumpster, <laughs> oh, no. I'll tell you what. <laughs> women that's, and murder. That's on me. That is on so Women me. are murdering just but as much as men these days. <laughs> did she have a good reason? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know? Uh, I don't know. If it was a human trafficker. <laughs> yeah. This, this guy's Instagram is wild. Sam Haskell Jr. is his name. Oh, if anyone wants I, to go look it up. I have a question for people who consume like true crime stuff. I, it's like hearing this story, knowing it is real, I do not feel well. I feel very scared. Yeah, but like, yeah, people why do this shit. People do this stuff. But why, how do people consume this kind of content, like all the true crime stuff without being like horrified and terrified constantly? They've got to think that it's just like... A story storytelling you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, i don't know this feels really close to home this feels like it's literally, right here literally it's like 15 minutes away from us that's a nice neighborhood too right yeah because yeah. they always say a lot well, of he, crimes are in nice neighborhoods like he those lives kind of in tars mm. he lived in tarzana and then he dumped the body in encino both, in like in like a dumpster yeah yeah well and, not even a body it was a torso with no arms oh. and no legs just and no head just a torso and Jack told me this, that he committed these crimes around Halloween oh. and there was like blood everywhere. And he was telling people it was part of like 
decorations. Putting, no, he was putting their limbs in the grass. Yes. And and he was telling people that they were decorations. Yeah. Limbs? Yes. No. Their arms and legs. That's the rumor. <laughs> Halloween's ruined for me. I'm gonna be if taking... I ever see one of those again. Yeah. I'm going to be waving <laughs> them around. Especially <laughs> in Los Angeles because motherfuckers have some pretty oh, yeah. crazy Halloween directions effects. in this town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, everyone just assumes it's like, oh, that guy works for the fucking movies. But Turns totally. out it might actually be a fucking arm. Well, it was also something about the news in the news story. They were saying that he hired people like work. I think like a, the equivalent of task rabbits to like carry trash bags with Bobby. And I'm like, could you imagine being that fucking task rabbit like showing up? Could you imagine if you get charged with like accessory? Accessory. Yeah. yeah. It's like you carried the body. They didn't know though, right? They didn't know. Like those are just the decorations. The heavy they can't have known. So, decorations. A f- so a guy I went to high school with. <gasps> Yeah. We actually like dated for a moment. Oh. Yeah. Did a did a modeling little shoot. We did. Together. We were on the cover of a magazine together as a married couple. Yeah. <laughs> in high yeah. school. Yes. In okay. high school. Um, he was the bagger <laughs> at Kroger. Oh. Super cutie. And then he moved to Florida to go to college. Mm-hmm. And, and that's friends where it all went wrong. and friends with the wrong group of people. You know what I'm saying? And he had it was him. And a roommate. And then they had a third roommate who was kind of like in and out and he wasn't really paying rent. So they decided to kick him out. When they kicked him out, he stole the other roommate, not my friend's Xbox. Oh, okay, okay. Stole it. So the friend is pissed, right? He's like, I'm so pissed. Let's invite him over to go to a party and let's beat him up. Let's fight him. And my friend is like, not that big of a deal, but like, okay, I guess if you want to, like, sure. So they invite him over to this party. My friend is in his bedroom. The, new, the roommate that didn't pay rent walks in to go to the party. The other roommate stabs him. Oh, oh no. Him. Kills him over and over and over again, stabs him. No. My friend then, like, hears the ruckus, comes out of his room, sees all of this, and someone else, like, comes in to, to, there, it was like a lot of people in and out of the house. So some person comes in, sees it, turns around, runs out, calls 911. The person who stabbed him looks at my friend and goes, bag this body. Put him in a trash bag. So my friend's like, I, like he's standing by the front door. He's like, you just killed someone. Like, okay. Kinda, does he still have like a knife like, in his pan- hand? Yeah, oh. like panics. So he starts like putting him in this fucking bag. And police show up. The guy who stabs him runs. My friend, like, hides in the bathroom. (laughs) They're both in prison now. This one got life. My friend got, like, 10 to 15 years. But it's so sad because he, like, literally was just like, I I don't know. Okay. When I met Natalie, she'd she'd get a call. And she'd be like, it's my friend from prison. prison. (laughs) Accept the call. And I kind of felt, I felt like she told me the story. I'm like, yeah, all right. Well, yeah. I felt I felt kind of bad. It's so sad because he people, was so sweet, and then he just like people murder people. It's crazy. It could be anybody, yeah. Truly, yeah. It's crazy. I have a wild story. So oh. I went to Davis two years ago, but over this past year, there was like a lot of stabbings happening. Like a serial killer was running loose, and like they didn't shut down the campus. They didn't know who it was. Then after like the fourth person that had passed away, unfortunately. They found out it was one of the students who was a medical student who wanted to be like a surgeon. (gasps) And he was just like, he would go out, stab people, and then come back into his apartment with his roommates and act like nothing like ever happened. (gasps) So he like trying to like do procedures on them or something? He just 
went crazy, I guess. Oh I don't know. So it really can be anybody. Welcome true. to Valve Files, a true crime podcast. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, it's it, like, we're usually more reality anyway, TV. Taylor so Swift. Like, <laughs> man. Yeah, anyways, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Did like, you see that Gigi? Up. Hadid? Yes, commented on that, like, Us Weekly post or something. It was like, didn't y'all try this last week with Selena? Like, give it a rest. We're all happy for our girl. Oh, good for you, Gigi. Good job. You know what? Way to clap back. Yeah. You know what? I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And Gigi, if we said anything. Yeah, like, I think you did. I think you kind of came for her. Kind of came for her. I was just like, calm down, Gigi. You like, took Travis to, <laughs> I mean, Tyler Cameron to your, your, you know, grandma's funeral. But I was just protecting our girl, t- 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 Taylor, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Wait, did you see about Kyle and Mauricio? <sighs> How they're the latest drama. Kyle Richards grabbed frozen yogurt with Morgan Wade. Didn't her castmates kind of accuse her of faking this? But it doesn't seem like, I, we're, we're by the way, Natalie and I are ball, balls deep <laughs> in Beverly Hills. <laughs> balls deep in, in Beverly Hills. I'll show you balls deep. Yeah, Give me one sec. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a no, we're, 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 yeah, yeah. we're we're deep into Beverly Hills Housewives. How uh, far in are you? Like, what's the most? I just we just I I'm I'm fairly. I mean, I've watched episodes here and there, but like we just sat down and started watching the current. We're we're up to date. We're up to date in the season, current season. Yeah. Where yeah. Sutton walks out of the magic mic. Yeah, Sutton. By the way, just like just <laughs> calmly get up. And just say, hey, not for me. Ladies, have a great night. You know? I don't I'm think gonna... that's real. Because I've met Sutton before a couple of times and she's not like that. What do you mean? Like, she's very, like, free, open to, like, the stripping. Like, she's in WeHo all the time. Like, Well, that's what they were saying on the episode. Exactly. She brought a fucking, like, block of dollar bills. And she was definitely the whole pants drama. She was ready to party. She's on the board of the American Ballet. <laughs> she's on the board of the American Ballet. <laughs> saying that's like, like i feel like i don't care you... to be fair i would say that too <laughs> if i were on the board of the american ballet i would like get stopped any chance you could yeah. you would just any say that uh, <laughs> they really kind of they are uh, this season's kind of ed- they're editing it almost like that kyle's the one kind of almost having the midlife crisis not mauricio yeah. right well she's also the longest standing housewife on the show now because she's been there since season one so i think one she's trying to like secure her spot but then also I think too they're like, well, if we're gonna like make noise, we're gonna make her noise. Yeah, so much noise. I mean, obviously, you got Marisa on Dancing with the Stars. But they're fighting about like tattoos, right? Yeah. And I'm like, eh, well. yeah, they're just like kind of bickering. But then they kind of still weirdly, I don't know. I think it's interesting though. They are making like Beverly Hills into like a dating show, kind of. If you've noticed, so like Sutton is doing like her yeah. like matchmaking. Yeah. And then there's always some relationship drama now. What do you how do you feel about Erica Jane? Um I like her. I think she's like good TV. I think she's entertaining. I don't know if I could like hang out with her. I you know, I was on Dancing with the Stars with her and like the person I got to meet really loved. Like she's quiet and reserved and she comes across as standoffish, which I don't mind cuz so do I. But if you talk to her, she's quite lovely, but watching her on Housewives, she just she does things that are just. I think it's a last season specific. Problematic. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like. Hmm. I feel like if you deleted her whole like scandal with like the earrings and the fraud and stuff, then she's like really nice. Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong with that's her. That's kind of a big but. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, the, the whole um, Magic Mike scene really took me out. I just. That, she was like, Spread Eagle. She was on his... the ground. Like this. Everyone turn <laughs> into YouTube. Tune into YouTube right now. Yeah, you're listening to this Erica podcast. Jade and Leather Pack. <laughs> audio. And his face was in her crotch. Yeah. And then the guy's w- licking 
whipped cream off Kyle's chest. She, like, she comes out and she's like, I, I had someone whip, whip cream off me. How was your night? She's like, I'm the on the board of the ballet. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like you have a, I'm sorry, like a stranger is putting his tongue all over your legs and chest to lick whipped cream. Like nothing sounds more foul to me yeah. than that. Also, I have some questions. I feel like there's some sticky residue. I no, think for they sure. either did too thorough of a job, which is creepy and weird. That's a lot of tongue action. Or there's some like leftover crusty She came sugar. out with a towel. Oh. So it was like she was still wiping. <laughs> yeah, still you know? And have you been like, I haven't been to the Magic Mike show, but I've done, I've, I've been to the Trippin Chippendales show. Why? Because... <laughs> 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 right. It was like guys not out. Um no, uh, my it's friend Jared. Out. <laughs> it was uh my friend Jared, your your friend Jared, uh performed. He was uh Okay, that's very exciting. And you so went we, to go support. We, we went to support. But these these Did you get pulled up on stage? I was they're like, hey Nick, you should do next. I'm like, not my cold dead body would never fucking do this shit. <laughs> um but they if you ever they're in these like fucking dumps of a room and like they're not it's grimy it's fucking grimy it's like it's if you went to like a basement party on a college campus that's mm -hmm. the and kind kyle of... richards is in her chanel dress on the floor of the stage getting <laughs> whipped cream licked off Aww. of her I, I saw, like, horrifying dorit never leaves the house without a a uniform that is a, like some sort of dior or oh, yeah. chanel and then when she's and I feel for her, like, I mean, obviously the robbery oh, the and, switch up. and all the thing that she has done is, is horrifying. Oh, but wow. when she's in her ITM talking about her PTSD, wearing this Chanel like outfit, it is, it is so hard to empathize with someone when they're dressed and decked out in Chanel. Just, yeah. just a, a note. That's a good point. Because last, last season, <laughs> her t-shirt, last season after her robbery, she went through like therapy on the show. But people were like, mm. like if it's really therapy, are you doing it on the show? Well, yeah. any mm. any therapy on a show is not real therapy because a real therapist isn't allowed do to again. do that on camera. Like it's yeah. it's against the rules. Well, I was going back and watching Old Summer House, and they do it with Lindsay. It's not real. And I was like, this is yeah. I was like, this is not above board. No. <laughs> so it's always like some fake therapist or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, we're into it. Very quick. Speaking of trauma being aired out on the screen have you seen there's a ton of interest from a-list celebrities about obtaining the rights to britney spears memoir uh, yeah. Br uh, brad pitt reese yeah. witherspoons margot Wait, robbie what? they're so they they're all, all they all have the production companies like brad pitt produced uh, 12 years a slave yeah uh, so like these are like re legitimate production like, companies oh, yes. like this like, isn't I just i think he won an oscar for that yeah uh, i don't know everything reese witherspoon has done but i'm guaranteeing hello sunshine did some quite major stuff. quite yeah major stuff so yeah, these a-list celebrities have A-list production companies and now they're fighting. They want to make a movie out of her memoir. Yeah, they're fighting for the rights right now. So would you rather have Brad Pitt, Reese, Reese Witherspoon, or Margot Robbie be in control of that? I feel like Britney should be in control of it, no? <laughs> like, well, no, I mean, like, she doesn't have a production company. I mean, she she will be in control of, like, who, I'm guessing, I don't know, I'm sure she who has the Who do we right. think out of those people will respect Britney the most? Her story? <laughs> yeah. I feel like, Mar uh, I feel like Reese. Yeah. Reese well, I actually... I'm having an, a happy moment of being like, I think they're all pretty. I would trust all of them to That's like true. tell this story with dignity yeah. and tell it rigorously. Like my first thought was like Margot Robbie. I feel like it's just so consistent. and But then Reese is also great. And then even Brad Pitt. I, I was love like, Brad Pitt's movies. Can you imagine him active listening to her in production meetings? Uh, yeah. Like just like looking her in the eye and like really listening to what, everything she has to say. Brad Pitt could play her dad. Oh, oh. Which is kind of a weird because I 
It's kind, you know, maybe not because it's always going to be Brad Pitt. It's hard to hate a Brad Pitt character. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, it's it's too. We really need to despise this person. Yeah, we need like a proper villain. I also saw that they were considering. Uh, Brittany was in separate talks about maybe making it more of like a documentary where like she would be interviewed. Oh yeah. Well, it's not. It's unclear if it's there even going to be a movie or a TV series. Like it's yeah. just yeah. TBD. TBD. I th- which gut reaction does either of those? seem more compelling of like telling it in like a more like fictionalized format. I want a TV series because I feel like you're going to get mm-hmm. more. Like, yeah. I don't want to see a, a condensed, movie. a two hour movie. I want like an HBO Max, like mm. yeah. gritty, gritty, like honest. Yeah. Cause it seems like every, all the bombshells, by the way, just Max. Someday it's just going to be cock. <laughs> We're gonna be watching Housewives on Cock. <laughs> oh, from Peacock. I was <laughs> like, why would Max change to Cock? I saw, I saw like a meme that said, "Your move, Peacock." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when HBO Max just went to Max. Anyways, I'm a child. Uh, I think it about wraps it up. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time for Allie and AJ. Get ready to be nostalgic. Have some fun. Some sweet, sweet con- conversations with the lovely team of Allie and AJ. Don't forget to send in your questions at asknick at com for all your Ask Nick texting office hours, mediations. You know the drill. Also, programming note for next week, Thanksgiving. Enjoy your families. We're only going to be dropping two magical episodes on Ask Nick on Monday. A reality recap with your favorite Susie Evans is joining us as well. So that's Monday and Tuesday next week. And then take the rest of the week off. Enjoy your families. Have a safe travel. God knows you haven't listened to every single Vile Files episode. So if you're thirsting for more, go back and check out maybe the Lindsay Hubbard episode, some Ask Nick's. And if you are up to speed, well, it's time to sign up for Vile Files Plus. So many update specials available for you behind Vile Files Plus. It's a seven-day free trial. Check it out. Go to vilefiles.com. We have our pop extras. We'll probably be talking about Patrick Mahomes not washing his underwear. And what does Brittany Mahomes and uh, Taylor think about it? So many burning topics we talk about. Plus, your Vanderpump recaps. We're wrapping up season two. So much to check out. All right. It's time for Allie and AJ. Did you know that poor sleep can cause weight gain, mood issues, poor mental health, lower productivity, and so many more just kind of health bugaboos? I sure did, because when I don't sleep well, like sometimes I'll be having days where I'll be like, why am I unable to remember anything or why am I getting so emotional? And almost immediately I'm like, it tracks back to a lack of sleep. And if you're having a hard time sleeping, you got to check out Beam Dream. Introducing Beam Dream. Well, we've already been raving about them. Beam Dream's powder. They're healthy hot cocoa for sleep. I mean, who wouldn't like healthy hot cocoa for sleep? Sign you up. And we're already signed up. We're already enjoying it. And today, our listeners get a special discount on Beam Dreams Powder, their best-selling healthy hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. We love that. Now available in delicious seasonal flavors like cinnamon cacao, sea salt caramel, caramel. Caramel. (laughs) Caramel. And white chocolate peppermint, better sleep has never tasted better. They have an all-natural blend of reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, melatonin, and nano-CBD to help you fall asleep and stay asleep. And you don't just have to take our word for it. A recent clinical study revealed Dream helped 93% of users wake up feeling more refreshed, and 93% reported that Dream helped them get a more restful night's sleep. How do you use this magical stuff? Well, you mix Beam Dream into hot water, or milk, you could stir it, you could froth it, and then you just enjoy it before bedtime. 
Find out why Forbes and New York Times are all talking about Beam and why it's trusted by the world's top athletes and business professionals. If you want to try Beam's best-selling dream powder, take advantage of their best sale of the year and get up to 50% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com slash V-I-A-L-L. The discount is auto-applied at checkout. No code necessary. That's shopbeam, B-E-A-M dot com slash V-I-A-L-L for up to 50% off. That's half. Half off, people. Nick, you could talk about Helix in your sleep. Yeah, no, truly. Every time we were doing, uh, we're talking about, I, I just, I, I beam when I get to talk about Helix. And in the past, we've been traveling so much, Nellie and I, that lately, every time I get into bed, it's always this like this, ah, oh, moment. Getting into bed is the best part of my day. And that's yeah. because you've got a Helix mattress. Truly, I think it is so cool how Helix knows that people are different sleepers. Some people sleep on their side, their back, and it has all of the different options you could possibly need. And you can take a sleep quiz so it will easily recommend the right one for you. They're so confident. They give you a hundred night trial, a hundred nights, and there's a 10 to 15 year warranty. So that way you know that you will be sleeping well for a long, long time on their mattresses. And you get a hundred night sleep trial. Uh, you can try it for a hundred nights. And if you don't absolutely love it, you can send it back. You won't, but you can. They have a mattress for everyone up over 20 different matches to choose from depending on your sleep preferences. You just have to take their sleep quiz at helixsleep.com, put what you're looking for in a mattress and pop out a, an amazing mattress from you. In case you care, we have Natalie and I sleep on the Moonlight mattress and it's a goddamn dream. Get ready because it's obviously the holidays and Black Friday is upon us. So if you haven't been dipping your body into a Helix mattress every night, now you have a chance to. During their sale period between 11-10-23 and 11-19, Helix offering 25% off all mattress orders using code HELIXPARTNER25. That's 25% off. That's a huge savings when it comes to mattresses. Again, Helix is offering 25% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners in honor of Black Friday. Go to helixsleep.com slash V-I-A-L-L and use code HELIXPARTNER25. This is their best offer yet and it won't last long with Helix Better Sleep starts now. Allie, AJ, welcome. Hi. How's it going? Good. How my are first, you doing? I'm doing great. My, I, when I was thinking about how I'm going to introduce you guys, my first thought was like how much thought went into, and maybe you guys have talked about this already, but like Allie, AJ, AJ and Allie, <laughs> how did you guys decide on the order? I think it was flow. Like what sounds better? Yeah. Okay. AJ and Allie doesn't quite have the same flow as Allie and AJ, in my opinion. Maybe also I'm the but oldest. But is that because we know it now? Could be. You know, yeah, it's one right? of those weird, it's, just, it's like cold now. play versus play cold. It's yeah. like play cold sounds ridiculous. <laughs> but is if, that just because we know them as cold But if 20 play? years ago it came out as play cold, everyone would have been like cold play. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. No, I think it's a better flow. We honestly, I don't think that too much into it. It's kind of like Ashley and Mary Kate, Mary Kate and Ashley. But it's, it's like, so like iconic now. Mary it's Kate it's got a good rhythm to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it flows. Yeah, sure does. Well, how are you, ladies? How what's going on? We're How's good. We're yeah. good. How are you, Nick? I'm doing well. Yeah, yeah we've had a really nice um, little sister weekend, actually. Yeah, we've been home for a good minute. We did quite a bit of touring. Not not as much as we did last year, but we're like done with any you know shows and being on the road and living in a tour bus for a good a good bit of time, which is really nice. So we've been just at home enjoying going to like farmer's markets, and one of our Pilates classes and- But still hanging out. It's not like- friends and Yeah, no, we out. hang yeah. a lot. We see each other a lot. So yeah. despite all the touring and the making music and working together, you guys, there's truly- We're tight. We're tight. Yeah. yeah, we're super tight. Yeah. She's moving soon. So we're kind of soaking up all of our time together. Where yeah. are you going? I moved uh, only about an hour and a half away. So I'm not like 
I'm not down the street, but I'm not too far. So like I can definitely drive in to get to AJ's yeah. in an hour and a half, which is great. But yeah. like up north. But yeah. it's still like, it's still, it's still a move. Yeah. We we it's literally we literally live, you know, I mean, as of Currently. like two weeks ago, we lived like four minutes from each other. Literally yes. we just drive from one side of the canyon to the other. Yeah. And so now, now you be... have to make plans. I know. Right? You know? I know. Yeah. Now it's gonna be a full hour. Who now. is that gonna affect the mo more? I mean, I you know. in terms of inconvenience. Yeah, I mean, I'll be the one doing the hour and a half drive for like writing sessions and because she'll have to come into LA meetings more. and stuff. Okay, but um, maybe me because I'm the younger one emotionally. Right, she's the baby, yeah. <laughs> but I'm prepared for it. I'm May ready. We've spent a lot of time together. Why the move? Yeah, we we just wanted to like change it up. We were mm -hmm. looking for like a little more space. We feel like we were kind of outgrowing the the home that that we're in which we still love and we still own and we're just renting it out but we were just like let's just switch it up like we've been here for eight years and you know it's my husband and I and our two dogs and we were like I don't know it sounds like a fun adventure and it's not like forever you know we might only be there for a couple of years and then say hey we miss LA we want to come back to the canyon can I follow up with you just because I'm totally. really curious how this goes totally I, I am too Natalie and I are expecting a kid and oh, you are! Congratulations! Yeah, we're really excited. But ever since then, you know, we've been here. For, I've I've been here for eight years. Now he's been here for three. Okay, love L.A. Yeah. You know, but everything you're saying about like I don't know, would it make sense to just get a little bit more out? Yeah. Of well, I LA? think as you get yeah. older too, you start to realize that like L.A. is not the main reason why you have to like be tied to living here, especially if you're in the industry. I think as you get older, you start to figure out like, I don't need to live here and I'm not, I don't have to be chained to Los Angeles. Like this is not my full mm -hmm. identity. Even though AJ and I grew up in LA and we're like Valley kids. It does become your identity. Kind it of. kind of it's does. Weird. And the more travel that we've done over the years, the more like touring and the more, you know, just like visiting friends that live in other cities, the more you start to realize, well, okay, there's a lot of positives to LA for sure. Don't get me wrong. But there's also like some negatives to it as well. And there's some beautiful towns all yeah. over the US that are a lot more affordable or a lot more quaint. I think being able to travel as much as Allie and I do, it's opened up this possibility that there are other options and not to be so stuck in your ways. Like it's yeah. easy to be like, I'm an LA kid, born and raised. I can never leave. And it's like, nope. The world is our oyster. Well, we have so many that's places we can be. Now and I, the other day, we're having a girl. Congrats. And so, thank you. Congrats. And You're naming her Allie. Obviously. Or AJ. We haven't or, AJ. or AJ. <laughs> yeah, whatever uh, flows. I guess not Allie, because that's yeah. your name. So, AJ. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but like a couple months ago, we were like lying in bed. And I don't know if it was Nellie or me. I was like, our daughter's going to be a valley girl. Oh. Like, is that? Is that? Are we okay with that? that is that okay? Because like, that's like an iconic like thing you know yeah, a valley no, girl sure. you know and then we were like almost self-conscious about it but i don't know youtube at all really but you guys seem wonderfully down to earth your and kid normal. can be a normal valley girl thank you yeah, yeah definitely you know yeah. you guys That's very sweet. you've been in the limelight your whole life you've had enormous success and yet you two seem like just just wonderfully well-rounded normal mm -hmm chill hang so it, it is possible it's like, possible what it's possible. advice do you have for nally and i when it comes to like raising our daughter, our kids and things that like really served you two growing up in this environment and how, like, how did you guys stay so chill and normal and mm -hmm. well-rounded? Because a lot of people who have had similar paths to you both, you know, maybe more eccentric, more, no, I don't, not, not yeah. to point, yeah, but yeah. just. 
we're kind of eccentric, but yeah, we at least didn't like lose ourselves. Yeah. yeah like, it seems like mental, you have a good like awareness and relationship yeah. with mental health and it's something that like you're very mindful yeah. of in a way where some I mean, people yeah, could... haven't always been allowed to, I think. Yeah, that, that, was our, that was very much our mom. Totally. Our mom was very like, just talked about everything with us. Nothing was like a secret. Nothing okay. was hidden from us, which I think is is really great. And, you know, both our parents, like they're not together anymore, but I think they gave us the feeling that we were unconditionally loved and that we could really like do whatever we wanted to or whatever we set our minds to, um, which I think just encouraged us to like be brave in the life choices that we made. And then it helped, I think, having like, you know, not to say you guys should have a second kid, but I think having another sibling does really like give you a balance as a child mm -hmm. because that's your kind of that's your buddy. That's like your sidekick and we had that with each other especially because we were close in age i agree is it the two of you do you have any other siblings no, no just, just us. The two of you. Yeah. yeah we also spent a lot of time outside like i do think no matter where you grew up valley canyon flats hills whatever i think just being exposed to nature and horseback riding and dogs yeah. and dance and like we were very free to kind of do whatever we wanted in that moment in terms of our passion and it was really followed by our parents kind of saying all right, I recognize this in you and I understand it's something you want to do, so I'll nurture it. And then when it came to entertainment, how did you two at an early age, you know, develop this skill set and to the point where like, hey, this is this is more than just my kid, you know, is good at playing the guitar. You know, everyone has a parent and everyone thinks their kid's amazing. That's true. You know, sure, so true, like, yeah. you know the parents are like, you got to check out my kid's drawing. Right, like, right. <laughs> You're yeah. like, you're like great. wow, great, yes, talent, awesome. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. I think they're going to be a star. You're like, uh -huh. meh. But yeah. how, yeah, how did that work out for you two? We, well, I guess at the time we were living in Seattle. Yeah. So we were born in Torrance and then we lived in Seattle, like for our, really our like childhood years. Okay. And then we moved back to Los Angeles. And when we moved back to LA, that's kind of when we had started getting into like entertainment, but it was just because we were taking acting classes in Seattle downtown. Mm -hmm. And that got us really just into doing improv and scene work. And it just, uh, it was like a bug that we got. And that was at like age, like nine and seven. Yeah. And then of course, living in LA gave us opportunity to actually get agents and all that stuff. But we like begged our parents. They weren't really- They looking, weren't into it. Looking into- <laughs> They were like, huh? us doing that at all. I think they were like, what? Like, just keep doing these speech meets and these like plays in your school. Um, we also don't have any other entry point into the industry. So I think it was weird being the groundbreakers of that at yeah. such a young age because our parents were like, we have no one to follow. Like, there's no path for this. It, we it, have no. It feels important that it was like you two who came to mom and yeah. dad rather than yeah. the other way around. Because it Very seems much like. So that is honestly the difference. Yeah. Because like, yeah. there's a lot of stories out there. Yeah. That totally, where the kid is is oh my pushed gosh. into doing yeah. the, the... And the more you hear, obviously, yeah. Britney's memoir has been out, and there's a lot of it's devastating, devastating stuff. Yeah, We just finished the Jeanette McCurdy memoir, which I think is absolutely brilliant. And I'm like, I can't get over what this girl has gone through. And how she's been able to, like, take it and create yeah, something so beautiful it, yeah. and reclaim her, like, life back. But there you go, perfect example of someone who was like, this isn't my passion. I don't want to do this. Yeah. And then you end up providing for a family. And I mean, it's it's horrible. It shouldn't be that way. I remember growing up, I was into a lot of different things. I'm And I was super into sports. And But there were times where it was just like, I don't fucking want to do this today. I would lose yeah. a little bit of passion. How did you two help each other out? Because I'm assuming as you guys were in your adolescent years and growing up, 
other things would come in. There would be certain distraction, boys, things like that. How did you two hold each other accountable? Or were there moments where, you know, maybe Allie or AJ got checked out or the other person had to be like, hey, come on, we have to do this. How did you guys kind of manage like being kids and having fun, but keeping each other accountable to like meet your professional goals and dreams? Well, we always kind of found both to be fun. So okay. I think Allie and I, it sounds weird, but we're both Aries. We're both like type A personalities. Okay. We're really focused. We're really energized. We're really driven. <laughs> we're also really stubborn. But I think having that drive, you kind of have it or you don't in a way. And I feel like the drive was part of the passion. Okay. So the two didn't really go against each other because to me, like knowing that we were accountable for showing up on set and working with adults and learning more about our craft and learning, you know, how to break down a great script and how to kind of witness if a script maybe wasn't to your liking and how am I going to make this more feel like right for me? And I think all those things that build up accountability are part of the passion and they kind of feed it. I think Allie and I actually ended up falling in love with what we do as we got older because we felt accountable for, for our And as kids, passion. I think at first it doesn't really feel like work. It feels like fun because yeah. you're just, you're playing make-believe. And then as you start to get older, like you said, there's distractions that come in. But for us, like at that point in time, we were homeschooled. So there wasn't really a school distraction. It was like us studying at home, getting done earlier or studying on set. And we weren't really boy crazy when we were young. So we we just kind of focused on like going to acting class, working on set, writing music, making albums. And um, that was like our responsibility. And then, you know, we had friends that were in the industry and friends that weren't as well. Um, but we also lived a little bit outside of the city. Like at that point in time, we lived in, I guess, Thousand Oaks or yeah, Newbury Park, Thousand Oaks and then Calabasas. But Calabasas at this point in time was not cool at all or hip. It was not. And we had to beg our friends to come out and see us. They were like, we got to drive 45 like, minutes what is to see this? you. <laughs> so I think that also helped, too. We weren't like in like the we weren't in the middle of Los Angeles. Crazy. That's great. But like kind of now that I think about it, I'm like kind of nerds a, a little bit like yeah. we were into it because we were like this is a craft and a passion and like we want to make sure we succeed i mean hearing you two talk and knowing i have a daughter on the way i'm like how do i how do i teach like things and i think about this a lot like how do i teach like passion and you mm -hmm. know i've always been like a grinder and a hard worker and things like that and but i have 10 siblings whoa yeah 10 10 yeah but wow. and they're all we're all very different you that's know? insane some of my other siblings like i would say are smarter than me but maybe less driven, you sure. know, and there's always a balance, huh, but like, yeah. you know, how do you teach? Certain I think finding, you know, I think stuff. helping find like a passion early on is really great. It doesn't mean that it has to be the thing that the kid ends up doing as a career. But like, if you start to notice that they're like really into science or, you know, they're super great with numbers or they happen to, you know, love doing art. Like, I think just like feed into that and let them like, blossom and even if that's like an extracurricular activity that they just love or I mean I, I think it's never a bad idea to get your kid involved in an instrument and it can be any instrument really because I think it's like a life skill that you'll just have forever I think that and learning a, a second language we did not learn we a second language we totally failed <laughs> yeah, at that but too. the the musical element I think was something that my mom started with us at a young age with piano and then that went to guitar and I'm really glad that you Were know, they we big into music or they just wanted you to try it? They just it. wanted us to. Okay. Well, they just wanted us to try it. Yeah. I mean, our dad isn't musical at all. Our mom um, grew up in like a Christian rock band and okay. she's like a singer songwriter. She's never like put out a record. But I think knowing that that was always um, 
in the house, like her voice, you know, that was very much a part of our life. And whether it was like a duet together at church or a school play or whatever it might be. But our mom really nurtured that at a young age without it being like, a, this is going to be a professional thing. Yeah. And then I know it's kind of famously out there that you had the opportunity to be Hannah Montana. Uh, <laughs> I think AJ was the one that like, I think I like one day was just like, mm. like, I don't <laughs> know. It was like a tweet. And I was I'm like, why bored. did you just tell people that? <laughs> no, and honestly, so it was kind of stupid, but whatever. But did you kind of wish you didn't put it out there? No, no, you get annoying questions like, no, no, I don't care. No. I mean, it was so long ago. It's like, I, I mean, it's funny. It's like you remember certain moments of your childhood and then others feel like it's just like a black hole. Mm. And for whatever reason, I, I definitely do remember reading that script. And I just remember being at an age where I had just finished or we were just finishing Phil of the Future. And I was like, I'm good. Like I did what I was supposed to do here on Disney. And like, they were really great to work with. And they were a huge platform for our music, most importantly. And so much the fact that people thought that we had a TV show when we didn't, but it was just us and probably commercials and mm -hmm. music videos being played. Um, Everyone thinks there was a Disney show called Alley and Angel. Which there it's wasn't. It's like crazy. Yeah. It's did almost you? like a Mandela effect. Yeah. 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 Everyone, everyone it is a Mandela, does. It's a Mandela effect. It's which honestly, so funny. I love that we're part of a Mandela effect. Yeah. Me too. That was, yeah. It's worth people it for just People who we've alone. worked with for years have thought that. Like, and they're, they've known us like, since no. we were like teens. Yeah. That, like, I definitely yeah. thought that I was like telling people I was having you guys on. I'm like, oh, they had like a Disney show. No, no. <laughs> we just had a pilot that never ended up going. And then uh, we had like a Disney channel movie that we were in that okay. we played sisters. But still a big deal. So it's fair. It's yeah. Very, yeah. fair. It enough. makes sense. Yeah. Um, you've been on the record. No regrets about the Hannah Montana thing. Is there anything in your lady's career where, you know, that you went back and thought, what if we would have done that? Or were there, were there decisions you made that you've ever second guessed not that you regret it but maybe wondered what could have been or we talked how about how we wish like we hadn't stopped touring yeah i think we took a really long break from music that was not really i don't know i don't think it was the best choice looking back on it i'm like it would have been really nice to have just kept that going like that's something that you kind of have to nurture and feed mm -hmm. and work on your songwriting, work on your live show, work on your, mm -hmm. you know, instrumentation and your craft. And I feel like Allie and I ended up taking acting, not more seriously, but just kind of focused more time into acting for 10 years. And, and do you think that was kind just of fell by the wayside. Kind of because jobs were coming your way and you were both enjoying it? Or was it maybe a product of you guys maybe subconsciously saying, hey, we love each other. We love working together, but we're going to do our own thing for a minute. Or was it just, we weren't it just signed. Happened? We weren't signed at that point. Like we had left our label. So I think a lot of it had to do with that. We were a little lost. And not and having it. like a home for our music, even though we could have still kept touring and said, well, we don't have new records out, but we'll play you all of this music. So I think that was part of it. Yeah. And I think like Ava said, was we were a little, taking over. the acting was taking over and we were a little lost, I think as artists, as adult artists, we didn't really know what we wanted the sound to be like we felt like we were kind of maybe pigeonholed at certain times when we were on the label and so it took just like time away i think for sure. us to find ourselves yeah we're almost like playing catch up for it a little bit now which is fine you know it's like you can't you can't change the past and you can only move forward but i do think those are 10 years that we could have been touring and keeping up like a very consistent yeah. music career i've heard from a lot of people i don't know much about the music industry but people who do work in it you know the I remember someone always telling me, got to play your hits, so to speak, you know? I mean, yeah. yeah. No, you do. Uh, yeah. But do you too, as you're developing new music, how do you guys, do you enjoy playing the old ones? Because, you know, potential breakup song and the crowd goes wild, or mm -hmm. is it just, 
you know, there's something to be said about trying to grow from your past or just, you know, leave things in the past, so to speak. How do you guys balance that? I think you can always bring back every year old hits as long as you can keep it fresh and still enjoy playing it every time on stage. Once you're not enjoying it anymore, I think it is really hard. I do get excited over people's pure excitement and joy for some of the old material. So it doesn't really get old. Like, I don't feel like, oh gosh, we have to play Potential Breakup song again. It's like, we kind of know we're going to always be playing that song. It's more a matter of like, how do we make it new and fresh and feel different and flow with the music Without changing the song in its entirety, you know? But but I, I, I agree with AJ. I think when we were like, in our early 20s, we were rebelling against wanting to play some of those songs. But now I think it's like, in our like, 30s, we've like come around. Yeah, like we've come full circle. Yeah. We're like, we get it. We're good. Let's I mean, just do it. It's totally different. But I think, yeah, everyone has their... When I started this show, you know, it was like, I don't want to be like a Bachelor show or a Bachelor sure. podcast. Right. Like, And so for the first year, barely talked about The Bachelor. We didn't recap it at all. We might talk about mm. for five minutes here or there. And it wasn't till the show was like recognized as something other than that. that than then that. you're like, okay. But I was like, all right, we can go back and talk yeah. about it a little bit more. But yeah. And then... and. And then I kind of went through this, which made me think about this is I learned to just embrace it and a little bit better. Mm -hmm. I wasn't so resistant to it. I was resistant to it to a fault in a sense where Mm -hmm. why don't I just act like I do enjoy it? Because I do sometimes talking about things from the past and like I felt like it connected me better with my audience in in a way where I I stopped being so resistant. So then I could appreciate creating the content we were creating rather than being I got to fucking do this yeah. and yeah. do that. And I think I it, people 100%. kind of heard, you could kind of feel that through the, the mic, so to speak, mm-hmm. the, the enjoyment out of it. Yeah. It still must be fun to go on stage and have people just screaming it's totally when your fun. favorite yeah. songs come yeah. on. Yeah. 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 Also, I know I what it's it really like sweet. to be at a concert with a band that I love and I want to hear those songs from that second or third record. Yeah, we're they audience, might be on the seventh one now, you know? We're audience members too. Like we know what it's like to be at a show and be like, I really wish they had played that song. Who are you guys the biggest fans of? Ray LaMontagne. He's like yeah. my hero. Okay. I think he's like, he's, I think he's the greatest living musician right now for I like agree. our generation. We're big, we're big. We're singer songwriter. We're big Ray fans. We just saw him and we're big. My Morning Jacket fans. Yeah. The National. The War on Drugs. Ooh. Really? It's a lot of like male rock. A lot of, honestly, yeah, it's a, like lot of, no a lot of men. I really, I really that, like the We have national. too much female energy ourselves. I saw the National on concert and- They're so good live. They are, but it was like a little, sl- it's a slower show. Yeah, it yeah. is. They're a slow it jam, is. slow burn. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be prepared for it. Totally. It's just a very moody music. It is. Oh, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you can really get in your feels with the National. Ma- major feels. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you like, do you like Aaron's stuff with Taylor Hadesk? I do actually. I do. Yeah, I think yeah. it's good. I think they work so well together. I think they're a really good. And the Alcott on their album, love the Alcott. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that that's it's a good collaboration, and obviously she's a, a fan of the National, you know, and so it makes sense that she would like say, "I want to find the guy that's behind the sound." But I, I think it is really well done, and it makes me think like, "Oh wow, she's got really good taste." Like to have yeah. pointed out Aaron Desner, I'm yeah. like, that was a very smart. It's very specific. Yeah, yeah. Is there a song of yours that you feel like people kind of sleep on, or like? Not like you're saying you are entitled to more like listenership to it, but a song that you're really proud of that you're like, I think, I don't know. I think this song kind of flew under the radar and I think if more people gave it a chance, they might really vibe with it. I don't know. What do you think? Do you, I mean, I don't know how well you know our catalog, but is there a song that you're like, why isn't this song? It's hard for me to, me too. to, to find one myself. I actually do want to know. Yeah. She's like looking up. She's like, Let's well, see. I'm cause I had this, I sing it. I didn't have Disney when I was a kid. So it was always very exciting when I had access to it yeah. and I had Disney sing it. Yep. Yeah. And I feel like there were some 
Well, uh, like, whoa. I feel like that. I mean, obviously, that's like a pretty popular one. But yeah. I feel like I'm thinking about that now. And I'm like, oh, like, I feel hyped. Like that was a single, but it wasn't like it wasn't like potential breakup song or no. or rush. Yeah. I don't know if I none it, of our songs ever really hit the radio. Yeah. So we're we not really a radio band. Yeah. For whatever reason. Potential breakup song didn't? Not really. No. It, no never, one. it never hit top 40. But I don't listen to the radio like ever. No and one I, does now. And so I, now it really doesn't matter. But I know that song. I think it like, was like so well. I think oh, it was good. like serious. You know, it was yeah. on serious. I mean, I think it, it definitely it, didn't hit top 40. No. Like no. I was playing it and I don't know again, my my fiance Natalie knows every word to every song. She put it on, she'll sing. I'm the opposite. I don't know anything. Mm. And we were playing your song and I was I like was, I know it. I know these words. Like I know oh. it that well. And I don't That's even cool. listen to the radio. So I don't know where Well, we were wondering if potential breakup song because yes. it feels like fucking birthday was always meant to be the lyric. And we were wondering when you guys originally wrote that and put it out, like was that was stupid birthday required? Yeah, was that required by her? Was that censored? I think at that point in time, Age and I were starting to swear and cuss because we were teenagers, and obviously that felt cool at the time. But I don't think we ever even thought for a second that we would ever get away with that. So no. I don't even know if we even that wasn't a censored. That wasn't line. even a censored line. It was like it obviously was always the label will never go for that. So yeah. I don't even think we even thought of it. And then what was like it the is decision funny how many people to think re-release that, though, it? I know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just feels so right. And then what was like what went into the re-release? Like, h- how did that feel? Obviously, you sing it, you know, on on your tour, and so you get to relive it that way. But to, like re-record it, like did that was that just an amazing experience? Was was that just like so fun to be able to? It yeah, actually was a cool do-over because it was like all the things we wanted to do a little differently when it comes to production and vocal arrangement and mixing and mastering, we got to like have our hands in and do, you know, 20 years later. And honestly, TikTok really inspired that re-release because it was yeah. doing so well on TikTok. So we were like, well, we kind of have to just give into this. And it was weird to like re-record it. To hear some of the the original choices that were made that we were like, huh, okay, interesting. Don't know <laughs> why we okayed that mix, but all right, we're here now. Um so I, it was nice to actually like redo it and make it fresh. It and felt be like, here's the better version of so this. So good to sing it as an adult in the yeah. sense that you could replace the 16 year old vocals. Like, yeah. That felt, and felt and great. some of the heavy auto tune that I know was very much like a style, you know? So I was kind of like, let's, let's strip that all down and not, yeah. not do that. But it feels like it's still current, you know? I feel that way about old Instagram captions. Oh, yeah, okay. totally. Yeah. Or, or even Instagram filters where you're like, what is this sepia yeah. filter? Yes. 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was sepia. really into filters. Was for a while. Huge, yeah. you guys. It was like it was 2013, bad. 14. Yeah. But I'll have to scroll back just a few weeks to be like, why did I think that was funny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you don't have to go far. Yuck. To be like, that's cringe now. Yeah. Uh, what do you ladies do for fun? I mean, you're always creating, you're always together, you're touring. Like, how do you guys, like, when you're not, making wonderful content and being with each other like how do you guys unwind are you pop culture fans you watch reality tv like what do you guys what are you guys doing are you cooking traveling so reality tv pop culture is all alley that's like not my really he doesn't know i mean it's almost like shocking like sometimes i'll be like like i had no idea you were a bachelor until Great. until like we like honestly and then yeah. I was like wait I love, love that, that. Yeah. mission accomplished yeah, yeah. no so I, I was like I gotta tell him that because he might be like that's refreshing yeah. yeah um yeah AJ doesn't know about any really any major pop culture moments no it's, except it's I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna lie I got sucked into Golden Bachelor oh it's the first season uh, I've ever watched every sense. episode and she I'm has, loving it it's endearing and sweet I'm loving it there's nothing there's nothing not to love about it's that. so sweet yeah yeah what are we into uh we love to travel so yeah. when Allie and I are not working, Big we're travelers. usually planning a big trip. And how did you 
decide of all the things you guys could be close or not close about, how did you get into pop culture and reality TV and you just be like, you know, it's not for me. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. That's funny. It's it's I guess it's one of the things that like separates us, you yeah. know? Um she loves like murder docs and like Yeah. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. Because yeah. I was more one of like for me, I was never into either of them until I was a part of it. Oh really? Sure. And then I think more it was because, you know, just being a guy, I was like just more sports, but it was like once I was a part of it, I was like, no, nah, I guess I'm into this stuff. I like it. Oh, yeah. you know? like it, was, I have like... it was introduced to me. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think part of it is like having like a couple girlfriends that also are into it. So then I'll be like DMing them like some funny thing or something that they would only appreciate. It's like AJ a camaraderie like, thing. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's a your bonding. biggest like guilty pleasure when it comes to reality TV or pop culture? Like what's the thing that you've paid the most attention to in the past few years? Most attention to. Um, or like you weirdly just know too much about. Yeah. <laughs> Could give a TED talk on. Yeah. Could give a TED talk on. It's funny. Like I, I, there aren't like a million reality shows that I watch. Like I do like Bachelor. And I think funny enough, this season is the one that I've kind of, I, I bailed out. She's on. sleeping. And it's the one I'm Golden or? Golden. On Golden. You're not into Golden. Not really. Not for me. Not for Why? me. Why? I don't know. She doesn't like um, the older I don't people. Think I, no, no, I, no. I actually think it's yeah. oh boy, old, I'm ageist. No, I think um, I actually think it's sweet. Like the idea so of it is really sweet. sweet. But I think if I'm being really honest, I think the Bachelor franchise it's had its day. You know, it's there's done. a lot of people who I think it's done. Yeah. I think it's had but they're its trying day. to respark it. That's what yeah. this is for. And it's yeah, I think no, it's no, working. and it's smart. It's smart. I think uh, I I really do like Real Housewives only of Salt Lake City. Okay. Only Salt Lake. I know it's really random. Never Not seen Not Beverly Hills. Nope. Have you never, tried Beverly Hills? Never even seen Beverly Hills. I just started watching it. Just give it a shot. Okay. Okay. It's, like from season one. Well, I actually, what's all that? What a level? I just started season, is it 10, the most recent? Yeah. Uh, 13. 13. Okay. 13. I just started with the most recent. You can, like with Vanderpump, I, just, I, I started at season right 10. In. You can jump right in. You can always okay. go. It's actually sometimes fun <laughs> to start somewhere in the sure. middle. And then kind of go back and get a little history lesson if you want to like turn, turn right, on the old right, episode. Right, right. It's like watching Pulp Fiction, you know? It doesn't yeah. really matter what order. You're right. you can You're just, right. That's a good point. You gotta go back and forth. Okay. But I would be open-minded. I, I don't want to get myself involved in all of them. It, it's too much. It it's, is. It's, it's, too, it's too down the rabbit hole for me. But I would be open with opening up. What's your favorite thing one. about Salt Lake? I don't they have know. Criminals Salt Lake on City it? is yeah. so good. Yeah. I think that they have, <laughs> yeah, it. exactly. There's criminal behavior. Jen Shaw running from the FBI on camera. Huh? I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's on brilliant camera? television. She fled the FBI on yeah. camera. Yeah. yeah that's, and there's no that's way you can fake that. Kind of incredible. <laughs> no, that is so good. Truly that's incredible. incredible. Maybe that's why it's tied into the, the criminal aspect because I watch a lot of, you know, true crime documentaries. There's also Mary, Mary Cosby. Yep. She married her grandpa. Correct. Huh? Yes. I need to start watch, watching Salt Lake. Yeah, yeah like her, 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 her grandma. What do you mean she married like her done, grandpa? Her this is like some House of Dragon wish shit. Was like, yeah, so like her grandma yeah. ran like a cult, in quotation marks, mm -hmm. and then promised the marriage of one of her granddaughters to her step-husband? Correct. Yeah, there you go. And followed through. She followed, followed through. The show was originally just going to follow her, and then at the very last second, they were like, let's just make this a Real Housewives. Oh, I didn't know that. Wait, yeah. it was just going to be about her? Yeah, yeah. This feels They were like, I think like, she's too crazy. It's I think we very... need other women. Yeah, yeah, they were like, we can't just focus <laughs> yeah. on her. Like, yeah. people will be too disturbed. This is nuts. Yeah. Sleeping on Salt Lake. No, yeah. so so funny enough, so I, this will be my last comment about Golden Bachelor. I was um, 
watching the last, the most recent episode last week with my boyfriend and I was looking through, I was like, I got to look up every bachelor there's ever been. Cause I'm like, I have no clue. And I looked up and that's when I saw your name and I was like, that guy's interviewing us yeah. uh, in a couple days. And Josh They're was like, like do we really want to do this? Yeah. No, I loved it. So that was my discovery. Um, but I think in general, like what we're into, like we're big cinephiles. Like we love, I think living in LA is great because you have access to like, you know, the LACMA and the New Bev. New Bev and I the mean, Academy. So I mean, it's like, we Gibson. have so many awesome ways to like exercise art that might not even be what we're currently doing as artists. Um, so to me, it's like, you know, going to an art show or going to a concert or um, binge watching Game of Thrones. That's my big thing. That's your big That's thing. I actually haven't love. seen Game of Thrones. It's the best. <gasps> it's you like, got you got to start. It's like the only show I, started I really care about. twice. If I start Beverly Hills Housewives, you're starting Game okay. of Thrones. I know. Yeah. I think I'll yeah. get into it. I mean, that's like, not even a. I like more of the, <laughs> the same, Sophie but I like that a... type of stuff. Yeah, and I yeah. just I watched it when it first came out, like an episode or two, and then just I don't know. I just got busy. I just have to. You have to, some shows. You have to. You have to really invest a little. Like true uh, season one, true uh, true, true detective. I agree. It was great. I, I had to. Wa- I started watching True Detective season one, like two episodes, and just got distracted, and, and or just didn't get into it. The first it. season was the best, and then yeah. the rest amazing. I haven't cared. Then about my it. dad was like, "No, you got to power through." Mm-hmm. And once you get to like episode five, it, it's one of the yeah. best shows yeah. ever. It but is. sometimes you just have to find a way to get into also, it. Also, I yeah. will say, Game of Thrones season one is such a good first season for a show. It's insane. I so I finally just got into House of Dragon. It took me like a full year. Ugh. I don't know why I was just sleeping on it. Because I think I was so like, I'm a Game of Thrones girl forever and I, I can't get into this. Like the pilot I wasn't into. And now I'm like, I love House so of I, Dragon. I, I do have great. to ask with the whole like love of Game of Thrones and like Joe Jonas being your first kiss. Like, are we like Team Sophie or <laughs> are we like, because we're like, we're a Team Sophie house. Oh, here. interesting. That's funny. Um, I love her. I mean, I think she's I super think she's talented. great in the show. Yeah. I think she's so good in it. She is. She's wonderful. Um, but in real life, did you ever like wonder what was behind the ring cam? No, I've cam, never met her. You know? Huh? The, the ring cam? You haven't followed the story. Oh, no, by the way, she <laughs> doesn't know enough. No, Allie, no. tell me about this. So I she said her. something on the her. ring cam. Yeah, yeah. And it ended the marriage like that exact moment, which obviously I mean, there's other doesn't stuff. Doesn't this sound like a stretch though? Like, doesn't that seem like something that somebody yeah. like called in and it's total yeah. BS? It's a little weird. Well, I, ring cam? I don't honestly have a I don't have a a dog in the fight. Like okay. I can't pick a team because I'm like I don't really. I, only, I mean I know a little bit about it. I only have a dog in the fight just because I met Sophie once at a Dodger was game. She's sweet, so nice. Yeah, I've heard she she's was really with cool. Joe. She seems very normal. And she, yeah. They were like a few rows behind in front of me, and she turned around and was like waving. And you know, like when someone Aww. that they're like, there's no way she's waving at me. So I'm like, and we're at the Hi. Dodger game, and there's yeah. always a lot of notable people yeah, there. Sure, yeah. So. And then so she like it could be anyone she's behind She's pointing me. at me and I'm like, there's just no way she's pointing at me. And I did not want to wave at her thinking yeah, like someone was behind her. But it ended up being me. She was a Bachelor fan and she was so nice and sweet. Oh, that's cute. And then I messaged her. It was great to meet you. And she responded with like a, a thumbs up or a like or whatever. And then when the... The, the divorce happened. I just let her know that we're we're Team Sophie here. That's hilarious. You're like just so you like know. You just just so you know. Yeah. And just she would, she she responded uh, just with a OMG thank you. She was very sweet. I think that whole story rubbed me the wrong way. I just really hated how his team, yeah, actively tried to win the breakup. Yeah. And I just I agree. breakups are hard for everyone. There's messiness. And if there's kids involved, kids involved, that it's even just, seems kind of weirder. It's like people should just be classy and like go their own ways. Everything should be amicable yeah, as, as 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 much as they can. Yeah, you relationships know? Yeah. are fucking hard. And yeah. maybe Sophie fucked up. I don't know. Maybe she did sure. something Nobody she has to apologize for. I just think it's so much more wrong 
to try to win the PR game. I agree. I agree. Um, and that just left well, the priority. Really... The priority needs to be somewhere else. Yeah. So I was immediately PR. like, no, fuck you, Team Sophie, for sure. Like it's yeah. just, it's. I'm an sure ugly... there's some regret from the team after all sure. the backlash. Yeah. Sure. Or just... that team changed and yeah. they're no longer oh, maybe. the team. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, was he a good kisser? <laughs> <laughs> Do you, we do, were we were like fifteen. AJ was like no, we were so young. She's like I have notes. <laughs> I'm like eh, I think we were both Fine. sloppy and inexperienced. Yeah. It was such an iconic. I feel like Disney Channel era. Like it was almost like this capsule wardrobe of stars because it was such a consistent. Yeah. Like you know, like Camp Rock, Hannah Montana. Like yeah. that's like we're there looking back and obviously like very happily with partners now. Is there like if you had to date someone from that Disney Channel era? Is there anybody who were like I think we would have gotten along well. Looking um, back, I'm all. But I don't think I would think like any of the people on the channel. I would be like, they'd be a great boyfriend. I'd be like, <laughs> they're probably a terrible boyfriend. Do you guys? Well, were... it was just so incestual. It was like yeah. everyone it was, was dating yeah. each other, like Zach and Vanessa, Miley and Nick, Selena and Nick, me and Joe. Like it was so. It yeah. just kind of becomes this pool cesspool. <laughs> <laughs> also, is that what you call Disney Channel? The channel? Oh, is that like channel. what the cool the kids channel. call it? Oh, I yeah, no, so. she always calls I do, it that. I do say the channel. She does. Oh, my oh. God. That's new pretty thing, funny. Guys, I like that. New That's pop cool. culture thing the I'm channel. handing down to the you The files. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the channel. Not to, I mean, if you, you, if you want to share or just a guess on that, it's fine. But I'm curious with all those memories of dealing with all those child stars and the parents, do you guys remember any kind of crazy moments of parent and kids interactions? You know, it just must have been chaos. Yeah, in terms of like stage parents. Yeah, yeah. stage parents being on set. Most of them were. I would yeah. say about 90% of them were, yeah, pretty bad. Yeah. And I think because we were on the slightly older end when we, I mean, not, we weren't that old when we exited, but like, I think when we left the channel, um, <laughs> you know, there were still like a lot of, you know, young talent that were coming in, like, it, Disney still mattered for another whatever it was, you know, 10 years or something after that. But I think, yeah, I think you're right, Age. It was more like just kind of really weird interactions with the parents and how they handled their kid. And Which, to be fair, kind of had nothing to do with the channel. It was kind of like anyone in the industry at that yeah. age, most sure. of them had stage parents. Mm-hmm. Sounds horrible, but like I'd go to an audition and be like, "Oh, that girl I can tell is like being coached by her mom, and she's crying in the corner." Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it was heartbreaking. Like it didn't even have to do with Disney necessarily. It was just child actors, early two thousands. I'm sure it still happens. Yeah. Were kind of being guided by their parents. Like I remember coming to set and there was like a dad coaching his daughter in the hair and makeup chair and like telling her how to say the lines. And I'm just going, oh, "Whoa, my parents would never do that." Like what the hell is yeah, happening? It was really weird. So it's I, I think regardless of Disney, it was just. The stage parent thing was, it, we saw a lot. It was sad. I think that's the hardest part about like putting kids in the industry is that the industry is not like a safe place for a child, really, technically. Somehow Age and I like were able to to be a part of it. And I think because our mom was truly around 24-7, um, you know, we nothing happened to us that was, you know, really all that traumatic. But there's so many stories that I know personally of people that were like, sexually abused in within the industry which is really sad and and is terrible that people took that opportunity to prey on a young child because of mm. it being a, a children's show yeah mm-hmm. well that's obviously horrible but even all, all like anything that bad hap anything that bad happened is horrible but it, what i'm like hearing from you guys which is interesting 
you guys were so lucky to have the parents that you had because your parents' focus was just supporting the two of you and trying to have, mm-hmm. and supporting your passions. Very mm-hmm. much so. And it was your passions as opposed to so many other child stars probably was their parents' It was passion. their parents' That's the only way it works. And so totally. your mom, probably, it sounds like she was the one there a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she had her radars up. She had, like, she wasn't distracted by... Yes. Wasn't like, the me show. The, yeah, whatever yeah. her goals were, she wasn't compromised by, like, well, is it worth it? Like, I'm, it sounds like totally. your mom's only goal was just make sure Allie and AJ are okay. Yeah. I'm their mom. I'm here. Yeah. Is this okay for them? Is this not? It wasn't like, did they deliver a line, you know? Because totally. totally. it's like, if you, I'm guessing didn't have a good day at work, mom was always going to be there to just give you a hug. Exactly. For sure. You know? Exactly. Whereas that, other kids might like get really in trouble. Sweet. Yeah, go in the corner. Yeah. 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 So. It's a good observation. Yeah. I think that's, that's the only way I think it worked. Yeah. With, um, I know you mentioned not really having an end to the industry and so sort of just like figuring it out and breaking in. I feel like Nepo Babies was a huge topic of conversation in the zeitgeist like mm-hmm. months ago. I'm like, what's your, your kind of like perspective on Nepo Babies having had an experience that was seems to be upheld as like the more authentic or like the right way to kind of get into the industry i don't know i mean the nepo baby thing to me is like gosh it's kind of an incredible beautiful blessing because you (laughs) you really do have like two feet in the door it's a matter of can you sustain it like just because you're a nepo baby it might mean your entry point was a little easier. It doesn't mean that it helps it doesn't you for mean, the whole time. It, it doesn't mean you're just going to be able to coast and soar forever. I mean, eventually you have to kind of make a name for yourself. Are you actually someone that can show up to work and give the goods and be just as talented as your dad or your mom or your yeah. aunt or whatever? So to me, it's like, I've always kind of been like, damn, that could have been a way easier entry for Allie and I. But I'm also like, I'm happy that we don't have a lot. It feels name, like it but... would be a lot of pressure. That's, I think, the downfall of the Nepo baby is like a lot of pressure my parent is wildly successful or my grandparent is wildly famous and I'll never be the comparison X, Y, and Z. Yeah. yeah that would, that would be hard. really gnarly. Imagine being famous, right? Or just like, it, it does get annoying to be like, Oh, you're from the bachelor or like, you know, yeah. when you have a new project, yeah. it can get frustrating for people to call back something you even did. Yeah. Imagine yeah. what it's like to have a callback from something that your you didn't parent, did you, your even parent did or yeah, like, an like, uncle like, or, like yeah. I just share this last name. Yeah. Like I'm I'm on record as pro baby pro Nepo baby. You're for pro, sure. you're pro. It's just more to yeah. that end. It's oh, just I, like I agree. That's why I said they're blessed. Like I don't there's nothing wrong. It's just a matter of can you sustain the career yourself yeah. outside of the name? It's just if you can't there's you can, pros but, and cons of everything. You yeah. know, you two didn't have the advantage of having parents in the industry, but it allowed you there you had advantages, you know, you totally. and, and in the best possible way. Totally. And and every a bit of success I'm guessing you had without, you know, access given to you that you had to earn, you always appreciate the shit that you had to work a little harder for. That's yes. true. I have found that you don't so, take it for granted or yes. Yeah. At least when you get older, you start to really realize, wow, that was actually like very unique that I got to experience that or that that job came my way. And just think of how many celebrities have kids that didn't become famous. Yeah. So many more. So you know? many. And we yeah. always focus on the we ones that do. We don't know about do. those kids. Yeah. yeah you're right. And I have a lot you're of right. friends in the industry who have very famous person, very famous parents, and they've dabbled and they've had some success, but mm-hmm. didn't really crack, you sure. know, and things like yeah. that. And, and then. So at the end of the day, I think if people make it, it's, they make it because they're talented. They might, like you yeah, said, yeah. they might have gotten a foot in the door. I agree. They might have got a gig here or there, but it's it was their talent that got and them to where they are. And it kind of makes yeah. sense that they would maybe do what their parent does. I mean, especially if they're like growing up on yeah. sets or on a tour bus or or whatever. Like, yeah, if that's of all course you that's going to seep into their life. That's kind of all they know. So 
you kind of can't get mad at them for having a, a passion for the arts if that's what their parent did. Kind of yeah. makes sense. Yeah. 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 Like, like but I would, I would like to think if I was a Nepo baby of a famous parent, I would want to be like, I'm going to do, I think just because I'm someone that wouldn't want to, to fall into the trap of like doing what my parent did. I would be like, I'm going to do the exact opposite and I'm going to try to become successful as like something wildly left from center. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just how my ego would yeah. work at least. Well, it's interesting that you say that too, because like I have a big ego. Sometimes my ego has served me well. Sometimes my ego has gotten me in trouble. And so the way you talk about it, you're like acknowledging that it might've just been an ego driven choice. Mm -hmm. And maybe you would have avoided something that deep down sure. you could have been good at so only true. because you were just trying to go against the grain, going yeah. against the grain, which we've all done, you know, and, and it's kind of interesting to think about life that way. Yeah. Uh, you both are in successful relationships or it seems like it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> are they successful? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you're married. You're in a long-term relationship. Yeah. What works for you guys? Like what are, you know, we we talk a lot about relationships and dating. Uh, what allows you two to have the relationships that you do have with your partners? Just an open dialogue and open communication. Like I think it's hard when you're touring and you're on the road for three months and you're not seeing your loved one consistently. You have to have some sort of um connection that you at least build virtually that can kind of be your like, this is sustaining me for three months, even if I'm not seeing this person. So to me, it's like a constant dialogue. Like my boyfriend and I are super, super communicative and always just like very in touch with our emotions. Like uh, he's been in therapy for like 20 years and oh, he's great. like, yeah. he brings that into our relationship, which I love because it actually really helps me. It's a really beautiful partnership and he's in the industry too. So he gets it, sure. even though he's not like a touring musician, he's an actor. So but there'll understand. be moments where he's on set for months and yeah, he understands. What about you? I mean, my, my husband he is, gets to come out with he us. He gets to come out with us because he's really part of like the team. He's mm -hmm. like our creative director and, you know, he photographs and, and, um, you know, shoots all of our shows. And so having him out on the road, you know, obviously I've gotten spoiled having him with us. Um, and I'm never really kind of away from him for more than like two weeks at a time. And that's usually with like shooting a project or something. I think that's probably the longest we've spent apart. But we met when I was really young. I met him when I was 23 and he was 27. And I don't know, we just kind of knew that we were like, we were each other's people. And it was very easy kind of from like day one. So I think when it comes to like our relationship, you know, I mean, honestly, it's kind of sometimes the three of us because he's very much so a mm -hmm. part. He's of, like a brother. Sure. Like, yeah, he's like a, a sibling now. Or like point. sister wives. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> Not that um, weird. But. but but it but it you know, it's it's interesting. It's a unique relationship that we all three have yeah. to like get along because we spend so many hours together on the bus, you know, on 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 the road, you know, flying, traveling. But I think he really gets that like he gets what we're after as artists. Mm -hmm. And I think he wants to help like bring that vision to life, like a parent, you know, sure. that he's like, I'm here to help make your dreams happen. I think sometimes at the expense of his own, which I think is really, you know, uh, selfless, but, um, but he's amazing. You know, he's like, he's, he's the perfect half to, he's like the yin and yang. And then AJ is that version, but as a sibling, you know, yeah. I mean, so much about a successful long-term relationship is the ability to stay connected, you know, yeah. day in and day out. Yeah. But and to talk, to life really talk. Yeah, and life happens. And there are periods in any great relationship where you just feel a little distant sometimes. Yeah. I don't know if you two have ever experienced that, but uh, if you have, what was something that, you know, how did you kind of bridge that gap with your partners? Because that can be even a challenge to say, hey, I feel a little disconnected or 
you know, maybe we just, maybe we've been busy, but how have you gone out of your way to, to come back to, to each other always? Um, that's a good question. Well, I think a lot, a lot of things kind of hinge on what you've seen your parents do and mm-hmm. what you don't want to replicate. Sure. And some things you're like, I do want to replicate yeah. this. But I think our parents, our mom and dad, you know, over the years, they were married for 23 years. We kind of saw them lose touch with each other and really kind of um, bringing to the table their personal needs. And I think that to me kind of tarnished the relationship over years where we saw them not really talk or get super real with each other anymore. Um, and so for me, it's about if you feel those things, it's time to address them. So like, I'm just really real if I'm feeling it. Like, I'll just be like, hey, babe, like, um, we feel really disconnected right mm-hmm. now. Like, how can we work on this? And we and find a way. Do you feel like the fact that you guys do therapy makes it that much easier? I think to so. To bring those topics up? Yeah, yeah. very much so. Yeah. yeah. What about you? I think for me, uh, when I felt distant, it's usually when I'm really depressed and I'm having like uh, just a season of like sadness. And it usually isn't related to any specific thing you know it's uh, I I've always struggled with depression since a very young age and you know I went through kind of a recent like rough patch where I was changing a, a medication and it was making me feel really 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 bad and you know my husband was just there to kind of like hold my hand and get me through it but you know he himself isn't on you know anxiety medication depression medication so he's also just kind of like there to like listen and not give an opinion, which I also think is really important. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys don't do that. And a lot of yeah. people yeah. don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes you just need someone to listen. Yeah. And so he was like, whatever we need to do to like get you feeling better and mm. like get you back to like a place where you feel like yourself, you know, whatever we need to do to make that happen is what we should be focusing on. And, you know, a lot of that was like getting a different psychiatrist, like getting out and walking more and, you know, spending like, time out in nature and you know just like little small things and then also just finding the right medication too that 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 on its own was was a big change but um i think that i think that having like a partner that's willing to like go through the like hard points with you is really important i mean that really shows you that they're the right person if you're able to get through that and weather that storm oh 100 percent, yeah it's it's easy to have fun with someone yeah yeah it is really easy totally for the most part but it's getting through those lows that really make that connection that much stronger. Yeah. How long have you guys been together? Oh, I, I'm his producer. Wait, why did I think? Oh my gosh, I thought you guys were together and having a baby. <laughs> no, that I is could funny. kind of tell that's from incredible. how you were looking. You were like, we're like, like, amazing, congrats. And I was like, how do I not Wait, be rude but sort of funny. see that's that? That's hilarious. As hell. Uh, like, no, like, that's was, weird as hell. N- n- you just missed Natalie. She was here earlier recording something. Oh, she was. And she left. My... Well, you, she, is, we she's often here on the show, but because we have two guests today, she'll usually sit Right there. Okay. So she uh, pieced out wait, for us. She pieced out for you. So you guys are not having a child. <laughs> but no. she, yeah, we are not having a child. We, uh, she very much works for me. That's amazing. Okay. But how long have you guys then been together? Uh, three years. Okay. Three, four, cool. four. We've known her for four. Baby's cool. kicking everything. It's great. Cool. And yeah. it's a girl. It's a girl. Yeah. Do you guys do you, have names? Yeah. Do you guys we do have, have a name okay. picked out. Yeah. Uh, one name specifically. Yeah. Pretty sure. Wow. We're kind of trying it out. We'll tell you guys after okay. afterwards. Yeah, you can give us your honest opinion. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty committed to it. Yeah. We feel what about your parents? Do they know? Are you about open it? to like if you meet the baby and you say the name and it doesn't I think work we're, out? You're we're like, kind of oh, open to that. Right. We've been kind of trying it out. Not going to force it. Referring. On the kid. We call we we call her by her name now. Kind of trying it out a little bit, you know, because this is fun for me. Just because like I'm going to and I want I have a desire to be a very like active parent and yeah. like I want you know obviously Natalie feels very much 
pregnant and all those all those things so i'm just trying to find ways to make it real for me sure yeah you're like i'm not yeah, physically totally. caring yeah. so i'm finding totally. other ways to make it feel just so like yeah i'm yeah. reading green bay packer articles to the baby well, we do that yeah green bay packer <laughs> That's cute. well we, we try to read her every night and Natalie has all these like baby books and i'm like you know i don't know i'm aging myself but one of my favorite movies back in the day was three men and a little baby that movie is so good. So good. Great. Uh, and there's a great line in the movie where he's like, it doesn't matter what you read. It's how you read it. You That's know? Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, child. Yeah. So also, another, it's how you read another it. movie that I feel like is similar to that era is Baby's, Baby's Day Out. I'm not familiar. It's so good. Do you know this movie? I, it rings a bell for oh, sure. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, Baby's Day Out. Yep. Yep. It's all about a baby in New York City who yes. gets by himself. It's, it's like Home Alone, but a baby? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's an infant. I don't know exactly. why. I mean, I have to do a rewatch. Like, maybe it doesn't hold up, but. Asia and I loved this movie loved. As, as kids. Okay. Yeah, we just it cracked us up. I don't know what why. What were some of your faves as kids? Um, we loved Hook. Hook. I saw oh, vivid memory. I Hook's saw that in the amazing. theaters the, the first time. Got the stomach flu that night. I uh, just remembered that. No. Sick, yeah, but one of my favorite <laughs> movies. I just I remember. You'll never remember, forget that I'll night. I'll never forget so going funny. to the theaters, loving that movie, and then and eating McDonald's flu. and getting fucking getting the sick. stomach flu. Looky, looky, I got hooky. One yeah. of my favorite movies. <laughs> oh, oh, I know that movie yeah, so well. It's yeah, so great. actually, maybe that needs a rewatch. I don't know. We're oh, into weird. there you we're into, like, are, Willow. Peter. I know, Peter. Willow, Willow, Princess Willow, Bride. Man Mort again. Yes. Oh I named Willow my dog. So good. Oh, I named my Shih movies Willow. as kids together. We could totally. Yeah. Did Princess the, never, did the, what was the scariest movie you ever saw as a kid? Like, Ooh. that's just like, was freaky. I have two. Um, I mean, Cujo, like Stephen King stuff, <gasps> like oh. Pet Cemetery. No, I'm thinking like, it was like a kid's movie, but like it oh, wasn't. Chucky. Chucky, Chucky, that scared the hell out of us. <laughs> oh, but thinking, you're not but actually not talking about actually a kid's movie. I'm thinking Labyrinth. Have you Got seen it. the Labyrinth? Yeah, Labyrinth. But we, you know what? It's funny is we never watched that as children. It scared the shit out of me. We watched it as adults and it scared yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, Never Ending yeah. Story, terrifying. Uh, never Ending terrifying. Story is definitely scary, but I also love that movie. Princess Bride. Great, no, I loved it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Princess, I loved oh, it, but it was scary. Princess Bride is so good. Princess Bride's amazing. Yeah. So, um, Willow kind of has scary moments. Clifford. Clifford's a weird one. Yeah. We were into oh, Clifford. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clifford is a weird Martin movie. Short. Steve Martin. <laughs> oh, that. Yes. You that, that movie? Yes. That was so good. Uh, this is not a scary movie, but another movie of, from our childhood, Three Musketeers. We love so that. So good. Great movie. Yes. Yeah. Three Men and a Baby is amazing. Wait till you see Baby's Day Out. Okay. You're going to love it. It's Watch bizarre. It. Yeah. Three it's Men like and a Home Baby Alone. or Three Men and a Little Lady. Oh, well, there when you go. Wait. When they go to England. Wait. Wait I don't know that one. It's There's the, a it's, second? It's a, it's oh a sequel? Yes. It's Don't know so it. good. I'm, Don't when know you it. said the title, I was like, does he mean Three Men and a Baby? But you're saying Three Men and a Baby's the original. They're in New York. Three Men and a Little Lady? She's like five or six. Oh, that's um, cute. And I her, have to send a her mom falls in, in love with like a British actor. So like there's this whole thing. Do they move? Do they not I move? Didn't know there was a I have a friend who's, okay, whose kid's name is Lady. So I got to send this to her. She'll okay. love her. Yeah. Uh, well, texting office hour is coming up uh, and we're going to give someone advice. But before we do, I was stalking your guys' TikTok page. And you both playfully did this, uh, you know, TikTok red flags, you know, and I think uh, oh, yours, yeah. was doesn't, yours was doesn't drink too insane. much water or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I was some, so mad at mine. Some I was ridiculous. Like, but what are... Mine said I was a flat earther. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> AJ was like, what? I was like, I'm done. Truly offended by that. <laughs> yeah. I was so pissed. I was in a car wash. Maybe it's something happened with just the... a filter. <laughs> yeah, I know. But what <laughs> are your... Very so serious but thing. seriously, what are your... Uh, it could be relationship red flags. It could be just uh, maybe friendship red flags. But what are things that bad habits that you've had to mm. overcome or maybe your partner's been like, you know what? I love you, but you really need to work on this. Like what are, what are some things that you guys have had to identify and address over, over time? 
So since I was really little, I'm like, a, I love talking. Like okay. I could just talk, 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 talk for days. We love that. And I'm a repeater. Like I'll end up just narrating my day, talking about what I just yeah. did, what I'm about to just do, what I'm currently doing. Yeah. And that gets that's that gets yeah. a little annoying. I'm used to that it on text, work on but it. it's annoying. But I'm just yeah. used to it now. I just <laughs> she's here to confirm it's yeah. annoying. I mean, I guess I, I do a, a small version of it, but it. it's not like AJ. You do it too. Yeah, not as bad. So in case you too, haven't though. heard me, I'm just gonna say it one more time. I'm a narrator of life. I call it a narrator of life. Do you ruminate a lot? Yeah. No. But out loud, like external processing. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel yeah. like it's that's very how much I understand that. what how I'm feeling. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. when someone asks me how I'm doing, like yeah. I don't know when I start talking, and then I do by the time. Right. I yeah, it's I, a stimulator for me too. I empathize yeah. with with you. My my manager says things everything three times. Just oh, so that's like a crazy OCD thing. Yeah. I think a red flag <laughs> for me cool. is like uh, sending kind of like slightly blunt to the point, semi harsh emails <gasps> that have so emails. many typos. <sighs> it ruins its gravitas. Mm. No yeah. offense. Wait, yeah, I, I, I am somebody with typos. I Is there a line of from yeah. one of those emails? Grammarly. Like not the whole email, but just like one specific little chunk that kind of embodies the tone that you can achieve. Should she refer I to mean, it? I mean, I can refer to one. I, I just sent it, I think, a couple <laughs> days ago. Well, Fresh. I've I sent a couple emails in the past. I'm like, I probably could have waited a half hour know, and got less angry. Yeah. We're usually pretty good about that, but. Sometimes I'm just like, sometimes I have no patience. A- sometimes with Allie, I'm like, this would have been so good had it not had six typos. Like, it it loses its, I wish you would just read stuff before you send it. Because that's when it this loses doesn't its, have any it loses ty- its This spice. doesn't have any typos. It, it does, oh, but okay, I okay. I have so many typos that. Okay, so this them. is they're, one. They're, I mean, I don't know. I think this is kind me. of not super, I'll, I'll take out the names, but it just starts with, hey, let's be on top of who's actually being emailed when it comes to putting peeps on hold like people in the team on hold for shows. So-and-so has been on CC on recent emails and not so-and-so. They have the same name, but different last names. Also, why hasn't so-and-so advanced the Christmas tree lighting show? I say absolutely nothing wrong with that email. No, I don't think so either. No, it's just to the point. But it's not nice. It's not. It's not like a, hey, could we. And I also didn't even sign anything off. I just. just Sometimes you have to be curt. You didn't sign off. No, it's just, that's it. And I sent it at 410 She doesn't usually sign off. I haven't gotten a response about it, but. I don't think that's. Ago. I don't think that's mean. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's probably on the lighter side. But yes, like I. You can I, be direct. I can to be. A fault. I can be direct in a way. Yeah. But I also don't mean. Some sometimes I don't think it's actually on purpose. Like I'll just be like, that was just me. Do you being think most times direct. you don't mean to? I would say half the What's time I don't mean, and then half the time I actually am like upset and I'm I, sending I, a pointed message. someone who feels like they relate to you a little bit, I feel like ten percent of the time, I know I'm activated and mad right, sure. and like. Mm. But 90% of the time, I'm just more like... Just trying to write it and get it done. Hey, this needs yeah. to get done. Yeah. Like, yeah. no hard feelings. I will feelings. say I have an easier time <sighs> writing something like that than saying it on the phone, which also is not great, maybe. Like, I'm not a confrontational person, so it's harder for me to said that. Like, if I was on the phone saying that, I would have worded that totally different. Yeah. Well, the only problem yeah. with written messages, That's too, a red flag for is both that of us. people will read your messages... In their tone. Well, in their feelings. Yeah. Like whatever mood they in, whatever right. they think of you, yeah. if they're already like intimidated by you, they're going to read it's it true. from the point of view of someone That's is so like. True. They have like a history of how yeah. they view you. Yeah. It's and like, depending on the mood they're in, like the you mood said, they're in, the emotions you know? they're currently in. So it's in. just like, you could be yeah. like, how was, it, it could be read 50 different ways. Yeah, yeah. And like sometimes you're on the phone. With how was your, your day? Friend. What do you mean? How's my day? Yeah, my mean? day was fine. My day was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think it's not? Yeah. Or like a friend is reading a text and they're putting so much emphasis. They're like. What do you want from the grocery store? Because it seems like your snacks right. aren't in the house, right? And you're like, what yeah. do you want from the grocery store? It seems like your snacks aren't like yeah, you can kind yeah, of tell. Yeah, yeah. Totally, it's, it's so totally. true. It's tough, but like sometimes I just don't have patience for it, and I just gotta get to the point. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. we might be helping. All right. Well, it's time for texting office hours. Oh, you guys it's time ready? to help people. You, yeah, it's time yes. to help people. Okay. All right. Let's hear them. Let's bring them up. Nick, nobody believes me when I tell them how old you are. Yeah, the other day I uh, went to buy some alcohol, forgot my wallet, got carded, told them I was 43. That made it even more difficult. And then I had to show him a picture of my driver's license. And um, I think I, I think I broke his brain. I get why they wouldn't believe you, because I got to say, your skin is not looking 43, Nick. Mm. It's not. It's all thanks to OneSkin is what we're trying to say. Well, the great people at OneSkin are helping you define father time, mother time. I don't know, but reversing aging with OneSkin. OneSkin is scientifically proven to help you reverse uh, aging. Uh, the proprietary peptide is scientifically proven to re reduce age. Also called senescent cells, a central source of skin aging. Their scientists have shown that it can actually reverse the biological age of skin in their groundbreaking lab research. Healthier, more youthful skin doesn't just look great, which we all want, obviously, but it's also good for your overall wellness, too. Goodbye, winter blues. Hello to skin that is hydrated, healthy and glowing all year round thanks to their revolutionary OS1 peptide. So make that OS1 your secret weapon to combat cold weather, skin dryness and bring back the healthy, hydrated glow you thought was only reserved for summer days. Head over to oneskin.co and explore how their products can become your skin's new cold weather savior. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. OneSkin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging so skin feels and appears younger. It's time to get started with your new face, eye, and body routine at a discounted rate today. Get 15% off with code VIALL at oneskin.co. That's 15% off at oneskin.co with code VIALL. We only have one body, one skin, and you can choose to make it better. Age healthily with OneSkin. It's time to stop having wet, soggy, damp feet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. just hearing that no one makes likes me that. feel so uncomfortable. Look at those shoes, Amanda. Look at those stylish tennis shoes. Okay, I love it because, you know, we've all done, I feel like the you're on an adventure, you're traveling, and you're wearing some of the ugliest shoes you've ever seen in your life. Waterproof shoes have not, in my past been shoes that I look forward to wearing, but I'm so excited. I yeah. got the Vessi Soho sneaker and it just looks like a nice yeah. sneaker. No longer you have to look like you're going on some sort of mission. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, are you fighting crime? Now it's just an everyday stylish tennis shoe that is waterproof, not water resistant, waterproof. Keep those feet dry. So if you're a city warrior walking to work and you like going around or maybe you like hiking or maybe you're just kind of an outdoorsy, active person, you leave your house, you leave your apartment and you, you know, you're traveling. Oh, it's such a, the perfect travel shoe, Vessi, because, you know, you, you want to be out and about and being adventurous. But like, boy, if you use a puddle of water in the city, you know, those little potholes that let you look like there's not a hole there, but they're full of water. No longer do you have to worry about damp, wet, soggy feet with Vessi. It's truly a gift from God. Not only are they super comfortable and stylish, they're also lightweight, breathable, and vegan. So completely ethical and functional. If you're like us and you want to be ready for anything rain or shine, or if you have a trip coming and you need the perfect travel shoe, head to Vessi.com slash V-I-A-L-L and get yourself a pair today. That's Vessi.com slash V-I-A-L-L and get shoes for the best autumn yet. How's it going? Hi, I'm Kayla. I'm 32 years old and I went on two dates with a guy in the Navy and I want to shoot my shot again for a third date. Okie dokie. Uh, how 
Well, tell us about the first two dates. How'd you meet? What's the background story? And I guess the big question is, as much as we are excited to help you, why do you feel like you need our help getting this third date? I mean, this is still somewhat fresh, but I mean, maybe I even don't. I've, I've had time to marinate on this situation and I'm thinking maybe now it's like, do I keep the little tiny sliver of pride I have left or yeah, pride, go with pride. it? So I'll see what you, you say. Yeah. <laughs> but um, basically, yeah. So I matched with a guy on Hinge in September. So he was 32 as well, worked in the Navy. Even at the beginning, he didn't really seem like a day-to-day texter, but he was good at initiating plans. So he just like made the plan and we went on the date, which I'm fine with. Like I'm not a big texter either. So we only went on the two dates. The first date went well. It was dinner. Um, he paid good conversation. He was tall. I'm tall. So we need tall gentlemen, good looking, but like, didn't know he was good looking. So I feel like that's the best kind of good looking intelligent, like aligned values. It ended with a bit of an awkward kiss. And I will say like, I'm maybe kind of standoffish I can be, or I don't help the guy make the kiss easy, I guess. So if they don't go for it, it can kind of like linger. And I'm just kind of like, what are you doing? But he did, he finished the kiss. It was fine. He followed up after that date and he said he had a really good time. And he was it the, the same night or the next day? So we went on the second date, the next date. So yeah, it was kind of like the, the night after he said he had a really good time. And then yeah. he planned the next date about a week and a half later. Okay. Yeah. That's good that he um, like initiated that. The second like. date. I'm seeing yeah. a lot. I'm hearing a lot of green flags. Yeah. Well, what happened? Yeah, well, okay. Where'd you go? Oh. I thought it was okay. So we went to dinner and then we went to a comedy club and he had booked the tickets in advance. He paid again. He came to pick me up. Very sweet. Like gentleman got out of the car. There was like some awkward silences at the comedy club portion, but it was kind of, it wasn't terrible. Like it was just one of those moments where it's just like, you don't know where the next performer is going to come on. So you don't know if you start like a big conversation or not. So I don't know if he also felt that, but I was thinking back on it. There were some awkward silences. When you're feeling awkward silences, do you, like, what do you do? Like, are, are you thinking about the awkward silences? Are you kind of panicking over it or like, or do you kind Probably of handle like you do panicking, but maybe in my head, just deciding of like, are we comfortable in this silence? Like, obviously you're, I wasn't you're, thinking about you're it, judging but I was it. just like, yeah. maybe he is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like I was kind of like, maybe he's fine with the silence. So I just left it. Or maybe you were just like actively judging your date in real time. You know, and maybe there was just a, not something obvious that either you had to say, so you didn't say it, which is, I honestly think better than just saying crazy shit you don't mean, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like filling in air. That was the terrible part. Like, yeah, there were a couple of things that like thinking back on it at the dinner before the comedy show, I maybe didn't come off great. But again, this is just me kind of thinking about it now trying to find reasons as to like why he might have ghosted me. What was in your head is why you thought you maybe ruined it. I thought maybe, so we were talking about standards and he was kind of saying like complimenting me in that he said, it seems like I have high standards and I'm really close with my family, but like, I'm also close with my dad and I have like a really high opinion of my dad. And I feel like in my head, maybe I was trying to say things like I have a really good male role model and how I expect to be treated. And it probably more came out like my dad's the best and we'll see if you measure up kind of thing. And I don't know, like this is me going back and overthinking it. But well, how did you say it? may have not sounded great. We were talking about like handy work and th- like doing, I guess, like construction type of jobs around the house. And I was saying how like I used to date guys who would tell me to do something with my car and I'd be like, I would go to my dad and he would be like, that's not what you're doing with your car. Like, don't listen to them. 
kind of like those kind of things. Like I had That's examples fine. of people who I used to date and then my dad would just like, like, don't listen to that stupidity. So <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, I don't think sense. that's the end of the Not world. Great. Yeah. Yeah. No, but if I was this guy, I'd be like, oh, she's got a smart dad. Yeah. Yeah. I think it all, de- it really, it just depends yeah. on your delivery. Okay. I like to think of myself as picky yeah. or I have high standards. I think sometimes people who have high standards and are picky can come across at times as judgmental. Mm-hmm. I know I can, you know, and I think, yeah, I think it's just being cognizant of that and being aware, especially on a, in an early dating situation yeah because like high standards are attractive but someone who's kind of nitpicky and nagging and you seem like you're just going to judge them and and there's a lot of guys have gotten out of relationships from people who they just felt like leave me the fuck alone please like say something nice to me yeah you know and so yeah it's a fine line between coming across a lot of someone who's just has those high standards and standard high standards i think are are a little more quiet than they are allowed you know you show it with you kind of your just you don't yeah. have to you don't have to explain it over time if you have high standards people will pick up on it mm-hmm. you know it's yeah. it's a lot yeah. it comes across a lot stronger just by showing people in real time you know standards being you know at the pace at which you move a relationship or how you expect to be treated you know rather than like telling them and giving them orders and things mm-hmm. like that it's so subtle but yeah. it's just maybe it sounds like you yeah. i mean i'm hearing from you that you know that maybe you have a habit of coming across a certain way at times i know i again I can as well. So it's just being kind of mindful of those little things. I think with people I like in particular as well, like I think it's like almost I liked him. And so I wanted to make sure that he didn't know I liked him too much. So it was almost like I was doing that to be like a little bit like, hey, you're not, you're not that great yet. I almost like in my head. That's, never yeah. been interested in a girl and thought she liked me too much. I've pursued mm-hmm. girls for a variety of reasons and then maybe got bored from the chase mm-hmm. but those weren't girls i was super into that's a good point you know and if i Women's was women's really, version of playing hard to get yeah. versus like what a man actually thinks about is yeah. probably really different i think for a guy especially in 2023 to go on a date and then text the next day i had a really good time or somewhere in 24 hours is a yeah. huge green flag i agree I and agree. i have always done that with women I was really excited about. And if I went on a good first date, you know, to the point where I was like, hey, I had a really nice time. I'd like to see you again and make another plan. Like, I'm into you. I don't know much about you, mm-hmm, but I'm sure. definitely into you. And like, you have to go kind of batshit for me to like, to have you like me too much, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like It's gotta be stalker vibes. Yeah. Was this their last chat? Was this- yeah, where, where, and what did you send us? Yeah, so so I sent some texts and I'm just pulling up here. So yeah, so he didn't. You said so he, he ghosted. Like, what do you mean by ghosted? Kiss. Well, so so I texted him. I waited. So that was on the Friday. I waited over the weekend. I didn't hear from him again. So he didn't text me after that. And then I followed up on the Monday and I just said, "Hey, just on the journey to work, I wanted to say I had a really nice time Friday night. How was the rest of your weekend?" Should we do a reading? Sure. Yeah. Want, should we do a, a one of you two want to read with me? Oh, sure. Okay. Who should who should be who? Age and and you, I'll be you're him. the guy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, just on the journey to work, I wanted to say I had a really nice time Friday night. How was the rest of your weekend? Hey, sorry, was uh was duty yet? Was sorry, was duty yet again? I think on duty. Like oh. was duty yet again, yet again. yeah. Oh, yeah. hey, sorry, was duty yet again. This isn't particularly attractive, but everyone at work has come down with COVID and although I haven't tested, I'm a wee bit poorly sick. 
What a fun he's, texture. He's British, no? Okay. Yeah, oh, he's, he's British. British. Oh, okay. He's British. I was like, huh? interesting. That makes way more sense. Uh, Got it. Okay. So can you say this So, yeah, can you do yeah, an can accent? Can you do a British yeah. accent? Oh, no, I can't. He can. No, I can't. Can. Oh, he really can't, actually, tries, though. I really can. I think you can. <laughs> you can. I can't. Hey, sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah, perfect. No. Was on duty yet again. Um, anyway, he says, how's are you feeling? Just thought I'd let you know in case you wanted to get tested. And for context, you'd sent that first message Monday at 7 a.m. He'd responded Tuesday at 5 p.m. So people yeah. have the timeline. Oh, I see. Got it. Ah, uh, oh, that's a shame. I hope you're on the mend soon. Thanks for the heads up. I'm feeling all right, but I'll get tested. Haha, don't worry about the attractiveness. Pretty hard to miss getting COVID. And then he doesn't respond to that. And then what's today? How many days later? It says today. I think that was about two days later or like oh, up to five days later. I no response to that particular that message that. isn't that big of a deal. No, no, I agree. There was no question. That's true. Sometimes people yeah. just stop, you know, texting and it's because there's no other way to most keep it going. Yeah, he's literally on duty. He's not yeah. feeling well. There are plenty of texts. He's marks. British. Yeah. It's no, like, this isn't. This doesn't get me out. I don't really respond. So then you come back a few days later. Hope you're feeling better. We should go on a third date this week. Oh, love that message, by that's the way. That's the first that's shot. That yeah. yeah, but that's message. good. It's direct. like very direct and great. Yeah. I love it. Morning. Sorry, I haven't. Been, I have been terrible at replying. I've been smashed for work and spent the rest of my time dying. I'm actually up in somewhere. Lossy mouth. Lossy mouth. Uh, can you do a British accent? I can a little bit. Yeah. All this week working f uh, with the RAF. Unfortunately, how are you doing? And then was this the same day? Yeah, it looks like. It, yeah. yeah. I think it was the morning after. So yeah, he sent it late at night. I sent it the next morning okay. when I got up. Oh no, hope you're feeling better, but you can tell me all about it on our next date. Oh, shot number two. Love mm -hmm. it. I'm good sorting out travel plans this week. Are you heading anywhere soon? Sounds good, he replies. Where are you traveling? None for me. Can barely get away from work at the minute. Romania for work, Malaga, and Canada to visit fam. Oh, that's a shame. Hopefully it eases up soon. Do you at least get time off for the holidays? That's when the ghosting begins? Yeah, nothing. Mm. Hmm. And that's been how many days? Yeah, how long ago was this? You said October 26th? Two weeks ago. Two weeks mm. ago. Yeah. Not great. <laughs> Not great, but I don't think you no. did anything wrong. If anything, no. I think no, I don't if there's any reason why this doesn't or didn't end up working it's out, work. it's because of work. This guy seems like he's maybe really just busy with work, even though it sucks. It's like, make time for me if you like me. Like, fuck work, but. Based on what you're telling me. But he's me, also on active yeah. duty. Like that's yeah, but I guess so. that's true. He's on I do duty. think this, this relationship isn't totally dead yet, though. And I only say this based on what you're telling me, is that like you had two nice dates. You sound like you felt like you maybe were a little yeah. awkward, not your best self. There were some moments you look back and thought, yeah. oh, I wasn't as relaxed and maybe pushed him away or X, Y, or Z, you know? And maybe, and, and chances are, yeah. I feel like, you know, I'm sure maybe you're, friends would be like oh no you were amazing like we all know when we're not our best self i know yeah. when i leave a room where i'm like yep nailed that and sometimes yeah. it's like they're yeah. gonna be talking about me you know so yeah. he probably felt what you were feeling and um yeah. obviously he backed off a little bit but he also replied he doesn't hate you nothing bad happened and he is busy right so like there was a there's a probably a world in which he might have gone on a third date and then just time passed <clears throat> i guess what i'm saying he's like doesn't hate you. He probably didn't actively decide not to see you again. But like after you reached out and got busy, he got COVID. He was just more like, I don't know, maybe. 
Sure. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, in a way, it's like you have nothing to lose if you wanted to ask him out again. <laughs> like, I don't know, unless you were like really, really, yeah. I know that sounds ridiculous maybe, but if you were really into this guy and you were like, I'm going to just try again. And if he's not into it, that's going to tell me everything. In a way, wouldn't that give the next version of closure? Yeah. Like, I think the big question is, is the new shot just another like, I don't think she should right, send a, right, right, no. right. how about that date? I think it's yeah, more no, of a, I don't have a love <laughs> show. Hey, just, hey check, just checking in or I think you kind of almost have to put yourself out there a little bit. Be like, yeah, listen, I had a great first two dates. You can even call yourself out a little bit. And I don't know. Like, I think it's subtle. You could. You could. You could say I felt a little off or whatever. Yeah, I wasn't. Uh, you could just be like, listen, I had a really nice time. And I've been thinking a lot about our dates. And if you are up for it, I, I think um, I'd really like to see you again. And not I think. I'd really like to see you. I'd really like to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, I don't know if this feels like crazy. You could wait, although I'm looking at this book and it says, don't text your ex happy birthday. Don't, don't text this dude happy Thanksgiving. Mm. (laughs) Well, he's, he's not, he's not an ex. And he's British. That's right. He's not an ex. And he's British. He's British. Oh, shoot. Yeah. That, that, that changes. You're saying, and you're Canadian, right? Actually, I kind of love happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, when is, when is Canadian Thanksgiving? It's past. It's past. Okay. Yeah. That's right. We only have Christmas now. To, to say holidays. So. Uh, right. That's it. That's all. That's um, all you're allowed. I, I was asking some of my guy friends this and they were just like, yeah, well, this I one. would never like if I didn't like a girl and she texted me again, like you come off as the ultimate, just like kind of needy person to text again. Right. No, there is. You, right. Which there, obviously he's not that into me. Yeah. I don't know if he's not that. In, he's definitely. Yes, he is definitely not that into you. It doesn't mean he's not into you. In my single mm-hmm. days, I just remember. Yeah, you know, especially now, it's like hard to like really know, you know, if you really like someone. And I think nowadays it's harder and harder to get super excited about a first date. And even the ones you get excited about, half the time they're pieces of shit anyways, you find out. So like excitement on a first date isn't the end all be all. Mm. And yeah, I've mm-hmm. I've had a couple relationships that like one date or two dates, time went on, you know, and I was like, I don't know. There was definitely nothing wrong with them. It was this more not sure and like i needed to kind of be bored again sure to then to, reactivate to reactivate it yeah to go back out i don't think you overthink it you know um i would maybe take a step back maybe not do anything right now mm-hmm. see how you feel about him in two or three weeks he might text you he might text you in a couple of weeks you know try to go on other dates and if in two or three weeks you're still like Wishing you could go on a date with this guy again? Fucking hit him up. I get that it's like a blow to your ego to have yeah. to put yourself out again because it feels like... Uh. It is, but there's so many mm. cases where down the road, someone was like, I'm so glad that person did that because we wouldn't have worked. That's true. Yeah. Like, so that's why I'm like, you almost don't have anything it, it to does. lose but everything to gain. It's kind of like one of those things yeah. where if it, if it does work and you were the one that made it work because you've tried again, Yeah. it's kind of great. I mean, <sighs> and if it doesn't, yeah. it it's not working now anyway. Like, yeah. it's kind of yeah. one of those things... It's yeah. like you're... Yeah. In, your guy friends aren't necessarily wrong, but to Ali and AJ's point, like only only thing that matters is if he does kind of like you more than he realizes or you think. And so, yeah, there's a world where a, another text is just going to confirm what he already feels, and, and that is, I don't want to go out with her again. Yeah. And either way, whatever, you still don't have a date. Do you think about him every day? Like, because I feel like I've had times where I've been fixated on someone who I've been on like one or two dates with where like I will th- like multiple times a day. Like, where are you at in terms of how much yeah. brain space it's taking up? I think a little bit. And I think it's a little bit too much. Like, I think I realized sure. that. Like, I'm just like, what? I didn't even really know him. Right. Like, I don't even well, really know him after two dates. And it's like, 
but I was excited about it, yeah. I think. And that's rare for that's me. That's all it takes. So was, mm-hmm. It was a good. A little bit of excitement followed by their lack of interest will make anyone obsessed with anyone. Yes. That's so yeah, like true. maybe if he was texting you twenty four seven, you'd be like, yeah. "Whoa, pump the brakes!" That's what's so funny about that's what, how this yeah. works. And that's why I say I, I would know. wait before yeah. you do anything. I would just take two weeks off and try to just put this little story out of your head and put it away for a while, and just be like, you know what, it's time to move on, and then revisit it in two or three weeks. Don't be like revisit like you're counting down the days like it's Christmas before you get to text them in two weeks. But like, just accept that maybe he's not your yeah. guy. And then if it does kind of come back out, I think you will even feel more organic. It won't, the more I think about it, the more I don't think you should like really make a big thing out of it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. You know, okay. I think you wait a few weeks and randomly text them and be like, hey, I know like haven't talked in a while. Hope you're good. And maybe have a thing, like a thing that you can invite them to. Right. A bar you've been trying to try. Like a restaurant. Yeah. I've been wanting to try this place. Yeah. I'd yeah, love to go. Okay. And then maybe while you're on the date, you can, if you get to that date, maybe you can call yourself out or make a joke being like, I'm in actually, person. I'm yeah. amazing at third dates, you know, and shit like that. Going back to the kissing, do, you yeah. mentioned like you have this pattern, like about like not making it easy for guys. Can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah. I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but it's just like, if he, he was a bit taller, so it was like not a close distance for me to like get to the finish the kiss but it was just like he would go really slowly in to the point where it was awkward like I was just like I was waiting for him to like lean in and kiss but like it was obvious that it's what he was doing and so I just it was too long and I felt like but why didn't you why didn't you you want to meet him halfway why didn't you participate Rather than stay there and like know. laugh at him slowly, like landing. <laughs> His air traffic control. Yeah, he yeah. was like, <laughs> "Let's go." Yeah, it's not the greatest. Yeah, I should probably. That's probably another practice that I should. Listen again. So. It's twenty twenty three. The roles in dating are constantly changing, and you know, communication is important. Obviously, consent super important. It just like a lot of guys out there are trying to be super mindful mm. to the point of overthinking that's their moves, that's and so I just true. think the little bit we can do. To just say, hey, green light, you know, like, yeah. I want to kiss you too, yeah. you know, rather than being like, I don't know, are you going to do it? It's mm-hmm. like, there's a fine line between like, does she want me to do this or does she not? I don't fucking know. And that's him overthinking and all, you know, yeah. that's him going slower. So just help, help a brother out, you know? Yeah. No, that was another thing after the fact I like reflected on and I was like, yeah, I could have done that a different way. Met him halfway. Probably not made it awkward. But, yeah. And if you're really yeah. feeling it, maybe you yeah, say, so, I really want to kiss you or something like, you know, I know we love a, a guy who takes the initiative, but he's already making plans. He was doing things like, yeah, I think a, a first kiss can really kind of kill a vibe. So I don't want to like get in your head or anything, yeah. but maybe in the future, just, you know, especially guys you like, just help go them out. Yeah, yeah, go meet, easy on meet halfway. Yeah. yeah. It's stressful as dating yeah. for everyone, not just you. You know, and the people on the other side of the table are just as nervous, are just as confused, are not sure if they're doing a good job. Every guy's worrying about giving her the ick nowadays, mm-hmm. you know. So if you're having a good time, you know, say it. I think it'll, if yeah. he's into you, it'll make him feel real good and help him relax. And, and maybe the kisses will be even less awkward. Lessons learned. All right. Thank you. Don't, don't stress yourself don't out. Don't overthink it. Yeah, don't overthink it. Put it away for a couple of weeks. Reach back out and then let us know if he replies. Okay. All right. Well, keep us posted. Okay. We definitely want you. an update Thank whenever you. whenever you do reach back out. Or maybe you decide not to. We'll love to hear about okay. that. Okay. All right. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Thank Be you kind so much. to yourself. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.
She was sweet. She was so sweet. (laughs) She was being hard on herself. You guys are so... Is this... Is this a dating show? Yeah. Nick bit? does all. AJ's like, yeah. like, doesn't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. No, that sounds so ridiculous because no, no. I hate when people don't do research on us. And here I just did it to you guys. It's you our guys. job to do research on you. Yeah, just... but it needs to go both ways. Like, I, this is so, you guys actually have really good I was advice. Like, that was wonderful. No, I feel like that, Nick, like, that's kind of like his whole, like, it's very good. It's that's definitely the... like, we do three episodes a week and, okay. you know, how we not started all the of show. them are. The, the thread of the show is nice. You might have to bring some friends your way. No, honestly, a couple of single friends yeah. that need your help. Because he she was just so hard on herself. Like she was. They're so... gonna have to get over the hump of it being me at first. It's a thing. Oh right, right, right. I went to. Oh. Well, once I, I had a kind of great story where my 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 producer for the Bachelor, so like yeah. she was my producer. Yeah. Um, and we just became really close, and then after the season wrapped. She was still kind of like my chaperone because there's oh. this weird time where you're an engaged man, but no one can know about it. And like, so going right. out, you have to be kind of very right. careful of your surroundings. Yep, and so yep. I just felt safer going out with her just because, yeah, I know she had my back and things like that. And so she was having like a girl's night out and I was just in LA kind of alone. And I was like, yeah, I'll come out and hang out for a little bit. And I didn't know this at the time, but her friends were so pissed I was there because I was like crashing girls night. That's funny. <laughs> They're like, get this guy out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I remember leaving and a couple of weeks later, um, my friend was just like, my friend will not stop talking about your conversation with her. I'm like, what? Because like she was just going through it with some guy or whatever. And I was just, you know, I just get interested in that stuff yeah. and I like social dynamics. But I apparently I said something to her that to this day, like after she left, like really resonated with her or something that she still uses. But at first wow. it was like, she had to get through the like, why am I listening to the fucking bachelor? Right. Talk about fucking relationship advice to sure. me. To me. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, and then she was like, wow, that was helpful. Yeah. Huh. But it's, it's been but fun. Has, it, yeah. has that been a passion for a bit? I've always enjoyed, I think, well, one, I got into it because of self-preservation. And in my twenties, I was, you know, a relationship guy. I had three serious relationships and, just fucked me up a little bit. I was in my feelings. I was mm. easily activated by my ego. I do things for the wrong reason. And so I just kind of had to, I had to figure myself out. And yeah. so that's how I really got started into it. Just kind of trying to retrain my brain, how to see different situations. I just realized that my, most of my happiness were, had to do with just my perception of how I saw a yeah. situation. And I try to understand my situation and I try to see it from a different angle. That just gave me kind of peace of mind. And then I just kind of became the friend who people would go to. And I'm a, I'm a little blunt at times. And so I've learned how to do this kind of dance, emp- dance of empathy with tough love, you know, mm-hmm. because sometimes by the time people get to me, they've already had the conversations with their friends. They're like, you're not doing anything wrong. It's great. And I'm like, well, I'm not saying you're doing anything wrong, but maybe just looking at it differently. Yeah. yeah. And then I started this show and just got a really got it got into it and it, it's resonated with people. That's cool. So yeah, so very cool. Yeah, we just try to take the approach of we're we're just your friend, you know. And like I I always like everything I've done is just through the lens of mistakes I've made or shit I've gotten wrong or you know chasing the wrong thing for the wrong reasons and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it just kind of started and then obviously the background from pop culture we kind of intertwine relationships with pop culture and kind of use that as a launching pad for conversations yeah i just really like how you guys spoke to her that was yeah sweet. it was it was good advice yeah. it seemed helpful we appreciate it and yeah. you guys were great as well thanks uh, well, tell us what happens with her yeah so yeah i want to know yeah we'll we'll, 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 the... we'll get an update from her and then send it to us yeah, we've yeah. had some crazy ones yeah and we really appreciate you know when they call in they're calling in 
like for earnest advice. Like they truly want. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. that's no. I could feel that. Yeah, yeah I could too. Um, yeah. We we and people have really trusted us with some intimate stories. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You guys are oh, like the yeah. new, you guys are like the new love line, maybe. Uh, we had a a lovely woman who. Are you thinking about the lesbian? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's just it's an iconic story. It's an iconic story. There was a woman who was like, I've kind of done some self reflection. I realized like I am a lesbian. Like I'm not not bisexual. Like I am am a lesbian, and I am I am with a man, and we have children together. together. We have children together, and so we had couples therapy. We had this big call where we're like, kind of like, okay, the revelation has come up, and then the update that she sends us back was she was like, he proposed, and I said yes. No. And we were like, no. 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 <laughs> oh, no. But now we got through it. She is now dating a woman. Yes. And oh. they are co-parenting. There's another update. And yeah, there were, yeah. There oh, were wow. a few. Oh, wow. We follow this story. So third yeah. update is everything's, she's living her true self. Yeah. yeah. And she's living raising her, the kids. And really they're co-parenting with the they're guy. They're co-parenting and he yeah. handled it in a pretty good way because he sensed things. He and, was like, something's, yeah. yeah. You're um, not vibing me. Um, but yeah, it's it's a very rewarding. Wow. That's cool. In conclusion, can I ask a really sappy question of like, what's your favorite thing about one another or like a quality that you feel like you get a front row seat to that you're so appreciative of for each other? AJ has like a really big heart for just people in general, but like definitely our fans. Like whenever we meet and greets, I just see that AJ is very touched by their personal stories. And I think that they're always very vulnerable about kind of sharing their like experience or um, or whatnot, what, whatever it might be that, you know, kind of brought them to our music or how it helps them heal. And AJ's response to them is always so genuine and um, so like uplifting and positive and affirming, which I think is like a really good thing that she has always kind of had inside of her as a as a young kid. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it really like it really hits our fans in in the heart in a really special way. It feels like That's it's really almost something that not only do you appreciate about her, but like you almost recognize that it comes less naturally for you in a way. Is that accurate? I think it's one of those things where like AJ- They're just shyer kind of. I'm just a more shy person, yeah. yeah. And I'm more like, even like, you know, she was saying how she can be more um, standoffish, but it doesn't mean that the story or the experience doesn't hit me really personally as well. Um, Like there's many times that I've kind of like welled up over something or felt very like emotional, but I'm just somebody that, I share that part of myself more uh, easily with my close friends. Totally, yeah. Family. I, I totally yeah. Get, it's not as it's not that you don't want or you don't care. It's just yeah. a, and a, we all as people just express our feelings differently. differently. And uh, you know, like with Natalie, I'll see her. I try to take notes from her because she is more natural about that. And she's like a lot of times, I'm like, yeah, no, she, this is. I need to channel her energy, or she'll teach me. You know, it's it's. I can tell you guys compliment each other very well, it seems like. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I'm kind of someone that like wears my heart on my sleeve and Allie's is just like, just there's a couple layers. Sure. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. wearing some a t-shirt and maybe a long sleeve jacket yeah. over <laughs> it. But it's like, it's yeah. so accessible. It's still accessible. I think my like, that was a cute way to put it, like front row, front row view of my sister that maybe other people don't get to see that I get a front row ticket to is like the way Allie is with kids. It's so sweet. It's like she kind of becomes like a whole other person. Speaking like, of me, like not sharing my emotions and then I am with children. <laughs> yeah. No, it's kind of she's the most like loving and emotional and like open when there's like a little kid around. Do you guys? It's really sweet. Cry movies or commercials. She doesn't. I do. No. <laughs> Very yeah. few. I mean, there's definitely movies that I, I cry. That in, I, will I only cry by. in animated movies. Because I, I, I'm just I feel more connected to your personality with like 
having a like I have a hard candy shell. Yeah. But like, yeah, but commercials and movies, like happy moments Absolutely really Absolutely not me. in a commercial. I don't think there's ever been a commercial <laughs> never on planet cried. Earth I, that I, I have played, to cry that. I've never cried in a commercial. I don't, I know, I, I definitely know I have. It's not a like, thing. Like home for the holidays, like that kind of thing. Those like just hard, anything happy makes yeah. me yeah. tear up. Like yeah. I, no, that's Okay, sweet. there was an Amazon it, Honestly one. animated. It's animated yeah. movies for me. And like, yeah, about Alexa and the dad drops her off at college and then she's like, hey, Alexa, play, you know, and then that's they like play sweet. her dad's song. Oh, that's actually that sweet. Yeah. But, sweet, but yeah. 99% of the time, you know, I come across as a heart of, heart of stone sure. at times. You know? Yeah. But, oh, interesting. Yeah. But it's got to be the right thing that yes. moves you. Yeah. yeah. Also means that you're definitely not faking it. It's like when you're moved, you're moved. That's no, true. No, I'm not faking it. Yeah, yeah, no one's ever true. accused me of being disingenuous. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Just genuous to a fault. No, or genuine. Genuous. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> um, Allie, AJ, it's been so much fun talking to you, too. Thanks. Thanks. You, too. you too. You guys are so sweet. Thanks uh, for having likewise. us. Likewise. Uh, please plug away. What are you working on? Where can people follow you, listen to your stuff, see you guys on tour if you get back out there? Well, um, all of our touring right now is kind of set aside and and done. Uh, we'll be touring again for sure, but not not in, in the Not probably till 2025. Future. Yeah. Okay. We're going to work on another album 2024 and then tour in 2025. But we do have a Christmas EP out um, November 14th. And we're really excited about it because it's three um, songs. Two of them are original. Uh, one of them is a re-record of a song that we did like 15 years ago called Greatest Time of Year. Um, which was the theme song for the Santa Claus 2 soundtrack, funny <laughs> enough. And then, which might make you cry. And then um, the other song is a song called Lonesome Dove. That's a, a original song that Allie and I wrote this past year. And then we recorded a cover together of Sisters. Amazing. But Rosemary Clooney sang the original and it's a really, it's a great song. It's a song that's actually not a Christmas song, but it's in a Christmas movie. And we kind of like this like inside meta. Whoa. It's funny. Uh, yeah, version, and especially you, because it it's called Sisters it. and it is really about sisters yeah. and having to deal with the other one, who they're dating, if they're approved of. Um, so, yeah, so that's on our EP called Lonesome Dove. And and then we're just going to enjoy the holiday, the new year, write a bunch of music. All right, one final question. What does happiness mean to both of you in five years, personally and professionally? I think happiness is having your health. I do think that's something that we all probably take for granted. And like, I'm just talking even basic health, sure. like, you know, um, I think that is, is definitely something that, uh, I always am, you know, hoping and praying about. Um, and then I think when it comes to like my career, it would be that I'm able to like truly make the music that I want to make and that it continues to like resonate with people. And it doesn't mean that it has to be on top 40 radio, you know, or that we're selling out Staples Center. Um, it's just like, I can make a living. I can make music that connects with people that I'm proud to play and sing night after night. And the relationships that I hold are intact and solid. Kind of simple. Yeah, I love that. Um, I think when it comes to personal life, I feel like very content right now in my personal life, but it would be really cool to see Allie and I both in the next five to 10 years raising little versions of ourselves that become best friends. I think that would just be so neat. So for me, it's a matter of building a family and staying healthy and spending a lot of time with our parents who are now in their 60s, not like they're super old, but making sure that we really uh, hold on to the time we have left with them. 
And then professionally, I would say um, just continuing. I mean, honestly, I have to agree, continuing to tour. I would say to open up the expansion of where we tour, there's been a lot of places Allie and I have never hit before. And so, you know, we're already two people that love to travel and love to meet fans from all over the world. And I don't feel like we've been able to access that too much outside of the U.S. So I think to just see different parts of the world and share our music with with many people would be really exciting. That would feel like a goal. It's funny when you've been doing this this long, you totally lose the desire to be like a Grammy, um, an Oscar, like all that goes away. Like those big goals that you think are going to be in your life for a long time become not goals anymore. Yeah. It's like, oh, if that comes, cool. Well, like mm -hmm. kind of you said, it just, just to be able to make a living doing your love. is crazy. Like, there's a cost to fame and attention and like there's a, you know, it's just like, I just want to be able to, all I know is I want to do this, do what I love, have a normal life, have health, have a family and things like that. And that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know? We're really yeah. lucky that we can make a living doing like yeah. what we love. It's crazy. That's awesome. Well, thank you both again. It was so much fun. Thanks. I know our audience loved listening, listening to you both. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to send in those questions at asknick at thevilefiles.com for all things texting office hours, mediation, asknick, you know the drill. And then what? We'll be back uh, on Monday. Follow Allie and AJ if you're not already. Yeah, Allie um, and AJ, that's it. It's yeah. pretty simple. There you go. Not AJ yeah. and Allie. Not AJ and Allie. <laughs> no, because it doesn't sound right. Unacceptable. Bye. Bye. Bye.